welcome once again to You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? This is Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Good, good. Um, so, a few uh, house cleaning things. Uh, first off, Eric, you actually do uh, another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Escancity Podcast, and we just celebrated our five-year anniversary this week. Uh, you can find it on Stitcher app and at iTunes Store. Excellent. And did you have the, the little horn thing and that you blow into? I actually did not. Uh, I mean, I physically have them, but I didn't feel it was appropriate given that we spent most of the episode talking about the death of Prince. I understand. I understand. Very well. Very well. Uh, and uh, Mike, uh, you do another podcast with me and Eric? Yes, I do. That would be the Dark Discussions podcast at www.darkdiscussions.com, which you can find on Stitcher and iTunes and all your favorite podcast streaming services. As that's long right, as it's Stitcher and iTunes. That's right. That's right. That's right. I think uh, Google Play. Uh, Eric, do you know anything about Google Play? Because maybe nope, we could. Sure uh, don't. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to look into it. Maybe we'll we'll add it to there if it's actually a legitimate place that people go, or if it's just fading out. Who cares? And I'll ignore it. And, well, and I'm and, sorry. Uh, I sh- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot to. I should have said the Rondo Award nominated Dark Discussion. Ah, yes. That's what. Yes. Read me. Need, need uh, also, to add that in there. <laughs> um, if you use an iOS device, uh, I personally enjoy listening to podcasts on an app called Overcast, uh, which uh, I know for a fact has dark discussions available on it. So uh, that is the app that I personally recommend for podcast listening on your mobile iOS device. Oh, excellent. Very, very good. And, uh, yes, Mike, you did mention uh, two times nominated uh, last year and uh, this this past year for uh, a Rondo Award, the Dark Discussions podcast, which is the sister podcast of You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, yes. But before we discuss... Uh, and, and by the way, you can interact with us uh, uh, on social networking through Facebook, both podcasts on the Dark Discussions podcast Facebook page. <laughs> and I mention that because right now my dear beloved Lilith has just typed a reply was, to the... I was about to say, I believe your cat is posting on Facebook right now, Mike. Yeah, she has. She posted. I think it looked like ooh. That's what it looked like to me. Ooh, eighty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> and under what post, Mike? Uh, that would be the, the the post under the title of uh, spanking material for Phil, um, which is uh, linking to an article in which they discuss the possibility of Sansa ending up winning the Game of Thrones, which we all know is silly. No, no, that's that's wonderful. But we'll we'll discuss that in a little bit. Uh, but uh, Mike, uh, you actually do a, a genre blog too, don't you? Yes, that's uh, www.unnaturalselections.com, uh, which you can find on the internet and every place else. Pointless blogs are posted. That's right. And uh, you know nothing, John Snow. A Game of Thrones podcast can be found under two feeds. It can be found under its own feed through Stitcher and iTunes, called You Know Nothing, John Snow, A Game of Thrones podcast. But also. It is under the same feed as Dark Discussions Podcast. So if you are a subscriber to Dark Discussions Podcast, you will see uh, the Jon Snow episodes pop up in your feed there as well. Uh, What them or not? 
That's right, exactly. Uh, and uh, and and please, whatever feed you end up using, make sure you leave us some feedback. Tell us how wonderful we are or how t- terrible Eric is. Whatever you wish to say, and let us know. Give us a rating. It helps get us some exposure and furthers our goals to conquer the world. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And uh, uh, basically, the main reason we we are under. Uh, the Dark Discussions podcast feed as well is because uh, it's a one way to promote our uh, Game of Thrones podcast because the Dark Discussions feed has a large, or what we assume is a large number of listeners depending on the time of day or which day. It could be three or it could be 600, who knows. But uh, that's www.darkdiscussions.com, which is also the homepage for You Know Nothing, John Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. And... Um, the email for both podcasts is darkdiscussions at aol.com. So if you have feedback, uh, please email us. Uh, the Twitter is darkdiscussion1 for both podcasts. And uh, the You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, Game of Thrones podcast uh, Facebook group is actually under Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group as well. So Now, I'm um, just curious. Do you – because I don't tweet and I don't get tweets. So I don't know how much do you use the, the Dark Discussions um, I what I do, uh, I actually have begun using it to tweet weekly um, the r- released episodes of both the Game of Thrones podcast as well as Dark Discussions. Uh, for example, um, uh, Nina Forever, uh, Epic Pictures, which put out Nina Forever and Jerusalem, actually um, posted our or, or forwarded our tweet to their listeners and. Uh, also, the director, the two brothers, the directors of uh, Nina Forever also retweeted us. Um, also, they, uh, uh, Epic Pictures retweeted our Jerusalem episode to all their listeners. And uh, Dan Lynch, uh, a friend of the podcast who is a star uh, in the sci-fi thriller circle, uh, always uh, tweets um, the two episodes that we did on that movie, including his interview with us, as well as the individual episode. So uh, recently it's been used a lot. However, I did not retweet Hush, the last film we did, because I pretty much destroyed that film in the episode, and I don't want... Uh, well, you destroyed it in your mind. Yeah. But you had four other people, or three other people. Was was Abe in there? Abe was there, yeah. Abe was there, because I know I missed one of the ones recently, that, that were defending it, so... Yeah, yeah. Like okay. I know that Eric didn't like uh, Nina Forever. That didn't right. stop you tweeting that one out. That's a fair point. That's a fair <laughs> point. As you'll notice, I'm just sitting back here not saying anything. Yeah. All right. So I guess I'll tweet out <laughs> the Hush episode and let everybody know about it. Um, well, and besides, how how are you going to warn people to stay away from that movie if you don't tweet it out? And say, listen to Phil. Don't go watch the movie. Don't listen to Mike. Who enjoyed the film? Don't listen to Eric who liked the film. Don't look at listen to Christy or or Abe who liked the film. Just listen to Phil and don't go watch them. How are they going to know that if you haven't tweeted the warning? Well, um, it, it depends on what you mean because uh, it depends on if it's a lukewarm liking or a liking because not everybody out of those four folks that. Oh you no, named, you were definitely in innkeeper uh, territory, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, but but my point is is that uh, I did say in the episode about the Hush movie that we should have everyone see it who's a horror fan because it is a horror fan's film. So it, You know what I'm saying? It's the type yeah. of film that if it came out in the 80s, people would have liked it. Um, and oh, They liked a lot of shit in the 80s. So, 
Yes, exactly. So, uh, anyway, that's not what this podcast is. No, no. So let's get on to uh, the You Know Nothing, John Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, we are here to discuss each episode of season six. We did season five last year. And each week on Tuesday, you shall have a new episode where we discuss uh, the prior Sunday episode of Game of Thrones. And last week, or I should say this week, was uh, actually... Yeah, yesterday, uh, since we're recording this on Monday, uh, yesterday was the season premiere of season six. Um, before we dis- start discussing the episode, anybody want to bring up any general Game of Thrones things? Mike? Well, I just want to say, since you said it's going to be on Tuesdays, if for some reason the episode does happen to come out late, suck it up. We're doing this for free. Start paying us if you want it on time. Just so. <laughs> anyway. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah this is all... We, we do uh, our best. Free. And actually, by, by we, I mean Phil. Because he does oh. all the real work. Eric and that's I just true. sit here and chat. That, that's true. I, I see your point. I see your point. But without... Uh, Sometimes Mike and I sit around and chat even when we're not being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that on the next Dark Discussion episode. But but uh, what, what um, happens is uh, without you guys uh, and your... Uh, intelligent talk on a genre that deserves intelligence. Um, there would be no, you know, nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast or a Dark Discussions podcast. So, oh, thanks, Phil. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you, nice, nice working into the tagline. That's yeah. Well, and to be honest, uh, this week, uh, this Thursday will be, as Eric just stated, the fifth anniversary of Dark Discussions podcast. Never mind. Uh, scarcity podcast. Imagine nice. five feet. What do you mean, never mind your scarcity podcast? No, whatever. Okay. Yeah, no, no, fifth ne- anniversary Dark Discussions. No, no, no. I didn't mean it that way. I meant never mind the fact that it's a scarcity. It was also Dark <laughs> Discussions podcast. I'm you a hard time. Fair enough. So, so yeah, if, if Eric didn't remind me about a scarcity because they both came out the same week, basically, I would have, or a week before I was a scantily, I would have never uh, remembered, oddly, which is pretty sad, I guess. Five years, man. Jeez. <laughs> it's either know. an accomplishment or a really sad statement on the state of our lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll def- <laughs> uh, well, let I'll, you decide at home. I'll have to post that on, on the Dark Discussions podcast group. But well, yeah. I would say <laughs> it's five it's, years. We don't even get dental. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say it's it's uh, not a sad state, Eric, because basically, uh, if you, me, and Mike happen to live in the same area of the U.S. of A., we probably would be hanging out once a week anyway, watching a horror film and talking about it at over dinner uh, and so forth anyway. Uh, or in, in our case, Eric, me, and you, uh, at beers as well. So. Well, and speaking <laughs> of hanging out and discussing movies yes. with the Dark Discussion crew, for only the second time in those five years, if you would like to come out and hang out with the Dark Discussion crew, we're going to be down in Williamsburg, Virginia at the end of July at the Scares That Care weekend. Uh, we're going to, we have, for the first time ever, uh, purchased a vendor table. We'll be down in the downstairs vendor room, uh, set up and twiddling our thumbs, waiting for people to get, pay us some attention. We will have some, some prizes to give away, some raffles. This is all for a good cause, for a good charity, uh, which is called Scares That Care. Uh, they, Gives donations to, uh, they try every year to raise about $30,000 to give $10,000 each to three different families. One is a family with a child suffering from a, uh, a, a usually a fatal ailment. Uh, 
second is goes to a family, a woman who has breast cancer, and the third is for uh, working with a, the Kane Hodder organization, uh, who plays best known for playing uh, Jason Voorhees in several of Friday the 13th films, but working with uh, children who were burn victims. Uh, so this is a convention where all the proceeds that are raised do go to this effort, and uh, there'll be a lot of good guests there. Nobody Game of Thrones, sorry. Uh, but Except us. Nevertheless, Except us. But, <laughs> except for us who do the Game of Thrones podcast. But there are people who sell like swords and pointy things like they have at every other convention. Uh, so if you happen to be down in the Williamsburg, Virginia area uh, end of July, you know, and you listen to the podcast, please stop by and let us know what you think, unless you don't like us, in which case stay away. Yeah, and yeah. So, so if you're a fan, or I should say, a listener of, you know, nothing, John Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast, we will be there at the at the uh, the convention. So uh, come and say hello. We'll grab beers and dinner with you if you're if you're around, and uh, it'll be a fun time. Just email us at darkdiscussions at aol dot com and let us know. Uh, I know one of our listeners is going to be there. Uh, Kevin Letts uh, listens to both podcasts, and uh, it will be. Uh, exciting to see him and maybe a few other listeners as well. So we would like uh, I should as be, many I'm, of you as possible. And, I, yep. and I'm hoping to host a panel that actually has a slight tie-in with uh, Sir Gregor Clegane on Game of Thrones. But um, also, I will. Uh, we may be hoping to do a live podcast that weekend as well. So, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about all that off air, Mike. You're making plans. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like he's p- making plans without us, Eric. What's going on here? <laughs> well, I was doing. The, I was. I was part of this way before you guys jumped uh, on. So I'd already know. been in conversations about the I, the, the panel. I'm not objecting. I, Mike's doing a great job of getting the foot, footwork done. I, I just would like to know what the plans are. That's all. Yeah, and, uh, I do want to say uh, uh, that Brian Keene, uh, author, I know uh, he gets a lot of shit for being outspoken, but uh, I know he does a lot of good work uh, at the convention and his time at the convention and stuff. He had a really good story that he, he posted a couple of uh, days ago about a little girl who – was happy to get some uh, book from him, and then she had a birthday party and gave all the money to Skiza Kid because Brian Keane had uh, g- gave her some uh, uh, memorabilia. So that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, he, he does all the author related like readings and, and other stuff. Uh, so if, anyway, so I don't know if you need you want to contact him or anything uh, since you are an author. Phil has a couple of uh, short stories out in books. Uh, what were they? There was a uh, Carol Mad Two and uh, Bugs and oh yeah yeah um, Canopic Jars Canopic Jars a new one's coming out in in uh, Halloween uh, I forget the name of that one uh, but there's going to be a new one that's going to be released uh, by a few Dark Discussions members including myself and uh, Patrick Lacey uh, new books new books uh, I'm having a, a book of five short stories along with four other authors, including Eric S. Brown, known for the Bigfoot Wars, uh, called Pentagonal Sextet. So 25 stories, five authors, five stories, uh, collection that will debut at Scares That Care, as well as Patrick Lacey, who will have his uh, anthology, Sleep Paralysis, debuting at Scares That Care as well. And he... uh, uh, does a segment on the Dark Discussions podcast, so um, so that that'll be that'll be exciting anyway. So, Ooh, everybody okay? Yeah, yeah, that was a, a, a baby toy that fell over. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, what else? Uh, all right, so let's let's get into uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, anybody have any general Game of Thrones things they wanted to bring up before we get into talking about the specific episode? I guess not. All right, so let's. I let's, think let's... I think we pretty much caught up last time. Yep. All right, so so let's uh, let's talk about this new episode. Uh, one thing I did notice. Uh, oh, I should say two things I noticed. One was. Uh, my own observation, and one was by folks on the internet. The first observation I noticed myself was that they didn't open it up the same way they usually open up a season. Usually, they go right into a scene without the credits rolling, which is, and then go into the episode after that, um, because that's what they've been doing the last five years. This year, they did. Uh, previously on Game of Thrones, and then just went into the credits. So that was interesting. And then well, the, the, thing, the, the previously on could have been an episode in and of itself. It was a rather it was extensive. Well, <laughs> yes, it was extensive. <laughs> well, that, that's the second point, which is uh, I noticed many people said that it was too short the episode because it didn't start until ten minutes after the time it was supposed to, because of what you just mentioned, Mike. The, the the preview or what happened before on Game of Thrones. And oddly, no one spoke positively or negatively about it that I noticed. They just said that it was too short, and that was it. So I did not check any further feedback today to see if people said, oh, it was awesome or terrible. They, uh, so I don't know what other folks think. Um, so what was your guys' opinion of, of all this? Uh, do you think it was too short? Do you think it was odd that they went this route rather than the usual route Um of opening uh, the season? Um, well, I will comment. I thought I did notice that the episode wrapped up before I was expecting it to, uh, but I didn't feel, you know, that, you know, I was ripped off in any way. Um, that being said, <laughs> I think the reason for the previous on segment uh, is pretty much because uh, HBO has been having a big push uh, marketing its HBO Now app uh, that's available on, in a bunch of different places. Um, and they're really encouraging people to go sign up for HBO without having a cable subscription. Uh, and so because of that, uh, they're offering a free month trial, and a lot of people are motivated by this trial uh, b- by the Game of Thrones season premiere. So I think the reason they had such an incentive previously on is to cater to all those new HBO subscribers who may be watching the show for the first time after hearing the tremendous buzz and not having it on their cable package. Yeah, actually, that's that's how I'm doing it. I'm doing HBO now. Um, basically, I called my uh, cable provider um, last week because I decided you know I drop it after the the television show The Leftovers and then don't have HBO for like five or six months and then pick it up for Game of Thrones. And my cable, I do a similar thing with the Red Zone channel in the football season. Oh, yes, of course, yes. Um, and then what happened was the, my cable provider did not have a deal. They had, The deal was exactly the same as HBO Now, which is one month free and then fourteen ninety nine every month after that, which is was different than what they used to do, which is they usually did the four ninety nine a month for you know for a year. And they aren't doing it anymore. So because they wouldn't give me a deal, and I asked them, would they beat the deal that HBO Now is giving me? Uh, they said they couldn't. So I just went with HBO Now because my money will go directly through 
iTunes and to HBO rather than my cable provider, which um, most people hate cable providers. So, um, so that's what I'm doing, actually, which is interesting that you brought that up. Eric. I'm, I'm watching it the same way, Phil. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. If I'm going to give money to somebody, I'm giving it to Apple and HBO. <laughs> I ain't oh, giving God. it to. You had to, you had to say the A word. Now, now because, because Apple needs your money. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Half of our Mike arguing against Apple. Yeah, it's always that way. Mike. Mother, how, where is, where was the, please hear, tell me the argument against Apple I just provided. <laughs> All right, the sarcasm then. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Okay, so uh, what did we guys uh, think, of, think of this episode? Um, I thought it was really good. I, it was awesome, I thought. Uh, um, then again, th- this is one, you know, obviously my favorite show, uh, one of the best um, worlds out there. You know, how I, I was talking last week on last week's episode about Trekkies and Star Wars fans and Lord of the Rings fans and uh, on and on and on. Well, I think. The, people, the the Game of Thrones geeks uh, have as much right to be cheering or being geeks for Game of Thrones as any of those other franchises. So um, I was excited and I was very pleased with the episode. Uh, what about you, Mike? Uh, I was kind of middle of the road. I don't think it was a fantastic episode. Um, you know, it's no hard home or uh, Battle of Blackwater. Um, Heresy! But it also wasn't a shit episode either. Two De- uh, developments that I did not foresee, um, and that I think held larger implications for uh, going down the road. So, like, I mean, Brienne found Sansa. Okay, kind of expected that. Um, we got to see uh, Tyrion and Varys walking around. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. Not not much came of that, you know. So we saw, you know, uh, what's his face, um, Lannister. Jamie Lannister came home, and there wasn't a huge revelation or, or shock to that. I mean, these are all things that have to happen to connect the story to go. We, you know, that's the B following the A. We have to do it. But you know, it wasn't anything usually dramatic. It wasn't anything brilliant, but it wasn't anything that's like poor. And there were really only two moments in the episode, like I said, that took a turn that I wasn't expecting. Uh, one of which was the final <laughs> reveal. Okay. Yeah. Which is which is going to ruin Phil's spank material for some time. <laughs> well, technically, what it does is it's actually kind of a... Oh, God, a, I'm terrified of how the sentence is going to end. A, a, a melancholy moment, I think, because... Okay, all right. It, it, it was a sad moment, in a sense, I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's sad because because of a facade, I guess, and we'll discuss that, you know? Yeah. Yes, we will. Um, and what about yourself, Eric? Uh, I thought it was fine. Uh, like Mike said, not too many surprises. Most of it was just uh, what's going to happen next, what has to happen next. Um, but it was entertaining. Um, and <laughs> I think we believe the happiest day of Brian's life. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Well, all right. So let's, let's throw up the spoiler alert right here. Spoiler alert up. Um, before we, we get into these specific things and Mike, before you say what you're about to say, I just wanted to state that last week I said there's going to be flashbacks. 
about the the Mad King and Ned Stark and Rob Baratheon <laughs> and all that. However, the only reason I said that and believe that was because when the trailer came out, there was an article that showed each frame by frame, and they in that article they said that this frame appears to be a young Ned Stark, and possibly they may be going back to flashbacks, and that's the only reason why oh, I, I think that. Yeah, so yeah, there there were things shown in that clip that had nothing to do with this episode, so. Those things may still happen. You know, if we get to the end of the season and there was no flashback, um, then if you want to give a mea culpa, that's fine. But it's uh, right. I, I, so I've, I've tried pretty hard to to ignore a lot of the preseason stuff. Sure. Uh, so yeah. Now, uh, Mike, preseason is meaningless, just like football. That's right, exactly. But back into uh, Game of Thrones, Mike, you were going to say something right before, uh, oh, or I should right after we we put up the spoiler alert. I was. What was I going to say? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. But if not, if you don't remember, that's fine. Uh, what, well, I'm sure I'll get to to whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, like I said, I think this was. I've used this. Um, I did this comparison when discussing Better Call Saul with somebody off uh, on Facebook. Uh, and when you're telling a a long story arc, multi episode or multi seasonal story arc. You know, you're you're building something, and some episodes are bricks, and some episodes are mortar. And this is, I think, more of a mortar episode. You know, it's there to hold the bigger episodes together. Doesn't mean it's a bad episode. It's just not one that most people will look on by the end of the season. And go, you remember that first that season premiere of season six? Oh, that was awesome. It was well, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. And to be fair, uh, said most people. I didn't say Phil. It kind of fits into the pattern. Uh, I mean, most of the seasons. Might have something really awesome happen episode three, four, five, maybe if you're lucky, uh, and then everything seems to culminate around episode eight or nine, uh, bef- right before the end of the season, and then the uh, final episode wraps it all up uh, in in a maybe exciting, maybe not manner. Uh, so really, all the excitement of the seasons tends to, if you're lucky, sit around uh, episode three, four, five. If not, you got to wait till episode eight, nine, ten. So I'm, you know, and people were expressing their dissatisfaction last season at the slow start. Um, but I think, like Mike said, it's all nece- necessary for the, the telling of the entire story. Right. And yeah. to be clear, I'm not in any way dissatisfied with this. It's just I did see somebody who's like, well, I waited for a full term pregnancy and no- to find out nothing. Well, no, you found out Jon Snow was dead. That wasn't what you wanted to find out. <laughs> but you did find it out. You know, you did find out some shit. Not a whole lot, but they do have nine more episodes to go. You do find some things out, but there's there were just things that wouldn't be really hard to figure out if you have two neurons to rub together. <laughs> right, wow. right, right. Okay. And, 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 I, and to be honest, I think that's what we discussed in last week's episode where we said we're just going to see a lot of Varys and, and Tyrion walking around trying to stop um, the the – the harpies. And we didn't get a good five minutes of that. Yeah, so that and we we discussed that, and we discussed a few other things that are pretty obvious and and whatnot. Uh, now, three things of note: uh, two storylines were absent completely, and I thought uh, a lot, uh, very much so, because I was expecting uh, both storylines to appear, but the Brand storyline was not there, and the Baelish storyline was not there. 
So let's let's uh, talk about some of the stories. Uh, where do you guys want to begin? You want to just start right from the beginning? Or? Yeah, start John right Snow from the beginning, which is a, which is of course yes with with John Snow, and that was I, I'm curious to find out um, if you guys saw something that I didn't see. Well, it, it start, the thing that was interesting is that the sh- episode literally started maybe two minutes after John Snow was killed uh, because they switched perspectives from Alistair Thorne and Ollie uh, to Davos. I, I don't know if it was that quick. I think it was longer than that because it was already done. Okay. Well, it was done and they were and they were gone. Right. right. So it's 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 an indeterminate amount of time after John Snow has been killed. But but let's but, rephrase. Let me rephrase it. We didn't flash forward six months in a, ahead or anything like that. True, we, we literally right. started like the same within day. a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I meant. I guess. Uh, could I moments, could have been hours. Yeah. Right. And and we and it's and it's clear as was promised in the the whatever the uh, description the com- the description we did find out Jon Snow's fate and that is Jon Snow is Cold Stone dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, not mostly dead. Not a little bit dead, really. Dead. Like kind of dead, just dead, dead. Um, right. And he's discovered by uh, Davos Seaworthy, who discovers his body, uh, and they drag he and a f- the few of John's loyal uh, yeah, brothers. Friend. From, yeah, from, from drag him off. Yeah. Right now, this is where I was going to say some people said, yep. and I don't know if they saw something in the snow. Or if they're delusional, which is you see the blood in the snow. Yeah, right. Davos looks down oddly, and he makes a weird expression. But I don't, and there could be some sort of symbol or something. Yeah, some people said that it looked like a dragon. Now I re- watched the episode uh, right before we started doing this, and I looked, and I looked, <laughs> and I looked, and I just saw blood. And I'm usually pretty good at being able to see weird did shit you, and shapes. Did you pause and enhance? I didn't have to enhance. I could see. <laughs> did you use ultraviolet rays to look? Uh, yes, I did. As a matter of fact, I have I have a UV flashlight. Use that. No, it's, I couldn't. I I didn't see. I did not see. I did not see a dragon shape. What do you think was there? Because why would Davos look down and they they did that pregnant pause for some reason? Well, speaking of pregnant, we know the Red Witch is pregnant in real life. Um, my thought originally, and I haven't necessarily moved off of this, is that we know the Red Witch needs King's blood. And so you have a whole bunch of blood in the snow. <laughs> I'm wondering if that'll be a place that she can go to get some extra blood without chopping up the corpse. Um, oh, okay. So you're saying that maybe they had the pregnant pause just for us to know that there was blood there in the snow, meaning, you know, like a like a uh, Chekhov's gun type thing, without actually having anything to do with really Davos thinking he sees something. Right. I don't... But, but I okay. didn't see it. That I did not see... A shape well, in the blood doesn't mean that they didn't put a shape in the blood. Well, I, I didn't see a shape in the blood either, but I did. I, I, there was, I mean, Davos div, definitely did pause for a moment and look at the ground like WTF. Uh, so I'm not quite sure what that was about. Right. They wanted us to note the blood for a reason. Now, right. whether that, now, but of course, that could just as easily been, see, he bled out. He's dead. He's not. In a Get coma, he didn't warg. He's just, with their it, it, could, it, it could simply be that 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 basic. Um, but or, or it could be a red herring to make us, the audience, wonder. Or it could be, as you said, Mike, which is an excellent point, uh, for us, the audience, to note that there's blood, period, there, and that it could have some significance because maybe you're right. Maybe it could be something for, about the 
related to the Red, Red Witch's story or not. I just got a mental image of her slurping the blood out of the snow like Cersei in the prison with food. I would watch her do that, sure. <laughs> but um, obviously, obviously, uh, yeah, she could collect it anyway. But yeah, I, I, I see your point. Uh, um, so, all right, so that that's an interesting point, and yeah, I, I noticed that as well. I, I was trying to make out something too because. I thought I saw something too, but it even looked like an S, like a snow for snow or Stark. But again, but again, they dragged the body off the spot and that could have smeared the blood because if it wasn't a few hours or even if it was a few hours, there's a chance the blood would have not frozen yet and it still could have been, you know, liquidy and you could just smudge just remove a body. So, so they take his frozen body up to a room. And it's Davos, and I don't know the names of any of those guys that were with him. Do you? Was it Ned or Ed or something like that? Or, or no, or he's dead. And he's another one. Ed, Ned, dead. Um, anyway, a few of John's cronies, let's just say, uh, are are in the room with Davos and the corpse of Jon Snow. Uh, John's direwolf is going berserk. It's locked up, um, and eventually they go get it, and. Uh, Basically, they're at a point where they're trying to decide what to do next. Uh, now, is he the first wolf to survive his owner? Uh, I think you're right. Right, everyone else, like you know, they, if they died, the wolf died with them. Um, uh, yeah, I see your point. Or the wolf died first. Right, right. right. Sansa's wolf is already dead. Uh, Arya's ran off. We don't know where. Brand is still alive. I'm waiting for that wolf to show back up somewhere. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, Sto- uh, Rob Starks was killed and, and put on. Rob Starks was killed. So yeah. I don't think that this has any real significance, though, of anything, right? Mike, you're just making a. No, I'm just wondering is if you know because we haven't seen how the dire wolf responds when its master dies. Mm-hmm. So now I, I want to address something uh, that actually became quite a heated discussion when the last time we recorded. Um, over the fate of Jon Snow, uh, and, uh, what that would be classified as. Uh, and I just want to note for the record that when Alistair Thorne got up in front of the Night's Watch in this episode, he said, yeah, Yes, we are treasonous. We committed murder. And the guy yeah. that did it stated that as a fact. Yeah. So, there however, go. I do think I do think he gave a good accounting for his justification. Absolutely. Um, and why yes. he did it, and right. which is which is about the only time I've heard that character be rational in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> oh, you, you really believe that? I, I think he's been pretty rational, except he has one. He just hates Jon Snow, and and he screws up there, and he's a dink there. But everywhere else that he's done, made choices. Except I for the fact he's, that he's a treasonous murderer, he's a really nice guy. No, I, I think he's followed. I, th- I think he's been a pretty wise character throughout, except he has this one flaw, which is he has this issue with Jon Snow. <laughs> Not anymore. Well, <laughs> it, it, direct, it, actually, the, that's because of, of his issue with Jon Snow, for that matter. That's, what, that's why it happened. So um, I, I would disagree with you, Mike, and say that that he does have a level head otherwise. But maybe that's just my opinion. Right, well, we'll just agree to disagree on that one. And it's uh, it, it doesn't matter because we both agree that he, he made 
a, a rational case. I still don't know that I necessarily agree with it because it's a lot of other contexts that he's missing out. Admittedly, he hasn't really had much to deal with the White Walkers yet. Right. So that hasn't quite necessarily sunk in. Um, and certainly seems to be the thing that if there were any of the, the wildlings, the freemen, uh, mm-hmm. if any of them were reluctant to get on board with Jon Snow, I think, uh, hard home pretty much said, Oh, but my bad. <laughs> get me on the boat. On the boat, please. I don't oh, want right. to be here anymore. And, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, just to wrap up this storyline, cause it's easier to do it by storyline than it is to try and do it chronologically. Um, so I believe the way it was left, Davos is still up there with, uh, the Red Witch and Jon Snow's cronies. Uh, and they didn't state it in these terms out loud, but am I right in that one of them went to go get the wildlings? Yes. One of them okay. went to get help. And well, and, we and, and the, and the one guy said there's, there's somebody else who owes their lives to Jon Snow. And then the right. other guy goes, I'll be back, and takes off. So I'm assuming that he's going to get the wildlings. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, does that um, seem like a reasonable assumption? That, that's what I assumed, yes. Yes, it does. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, now, Alice offers... Um, basically freedom for Davos and, and, funny. and a clean slate for the Jon Snow cronies. Um, and Al, and Davos, you know, plays it funny. It says, you know, basically mutton. says, all right, yeah, it I sounds need some good. mutton too. Yeah, yeah. So basically he, he, he was playing it as if he was a scared person, but someone that believed Thorne. And then after Thorne left, they all said, yeah, we're all dead. Thon is just going to kill us all. Do you guys believe that, or do you think they're overreacting? Absolutely. All right, so you do think uh, Alistair Thon is tr- that treacherous? He's a fucking scumbag. He's a yeah, treacherous kind of, murderer. Yep. Right. Uh, it wouldn't shock me, And because let's be honest, if someone, all the other of the 40 yeah. are on board with what he did, or don't object to it too much. Right, right. And so they're not going to say anything. And nobody really gives a shit what happens to the Watchers on the Wall. We know this from earlier seasons. Right. But if one of them gets out or somehow spreads the word that Alistair Thorne committed treason, that had Jon Snow killed, right. uh, they're running the risk of like the king sending someone there to, to, to disband mm-hmm. them or take over or do something that they wouldn't be happy with. Um yeah, so basically, uh, one thing that, that, that this was a unique thing. Uh, are you guys familiar with the uh, Amazon's Alexa, which they've been running the ads for? On, uh, vaguely. Okay, so yeah, I've I've had one before since I was part of the trial program going way back. And uh, when what Davos there? says, Davos yells out, "What are I want some." What this this joke? This doesn't have anything to do with for me unless you tell me what those Alexas are. It's a, it's like a little computer. It's like a little speaker, and you can. It's a Bluetooth thing, and it it's connected to the internet, and it's basically a way for Amazon to try to get you to order shit. But I just use it mostly as a as a, as a speaker. Um, but so when Sir Davos yells out, "I want some mutton," Alexa responded, "I will add it to the shopping list." <laughs> now that's fucking funny. So interesting. <laughs> so do you have mutton on your shopping list now? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Interesting. Um, now, uh, the, the thing, Thorne also says that the white, the Red Witch can go as well. So he's basically grouping the Red Witch, Davos, 
and the John Snow cronies together. In other words, anybody that's not someone that he can control, um, because as as we've discovered, most of the Night's Watch are, I guess, um, followers rather than than um, leaders. And so, when there's a strong leader, such as Alistair Thorne in this case, or John Snow prior, they basically do anything. Uh, the well, leader says. And an- another remember, word most for that? are rapists, murderers, and thieves, so... Another word for that is chicken shits. They're chicken shits. That too. Yeah, so so uh, I, so what I'll say is is that Thorne, it's interesting how he groups what you could argue are three different groups of people who really don't have anything to do with each other uh, as, as, I mean, allies. I mean, they don't hate each other necessarily, but they're all a- not really allies from the beginning of the show and yet he th- they're all now allies these three groups of people because of what happened to Jon Snow and I thought that was interesting also one other thing I wanted to bring up too is that originally I thought this storyline was going to go for the whole season and then maybe at the you know episode 7 to 10 they'll announce that Jon Snow is really dead or that he comes back as human or subhuman but now I'm thinking it's going to happen much quicker because as we know, when a body dies in this part of Westeros, it soon becomes a a uh, white or a wrath or whatever you call them. Right. So, so I can't believe this storyline will go any more than maybe another one or two episodes because the body either has to be brought back to some sort of life or it has to be burned on a pier to prevent it from becoming a white. So, um, I think this, we're going to find out pretty quick. I suspect, and this is just my, my guess, um, given that they only do five to ten minutes of each story per episode, um, unless they do one of those, uh, like the attacking on the wall, what they'll probably do is they'll do this, and they'll do, you're going to get maybe an episode where she does the ritual to bring John back, and then we wait to find out if he comes back. And maybe one more episode in there where they debate her bringing him back or not. So I, I think this at latest this will be resolved by episode four. Yeah, that's my, my assumption as well. Um, and and um, another th- aspect of this storyline that I thought was pretty cool was that Davos to get not only was telling the truth, but also to get the Jon Snow cronies to basically make him or follow him, I should, I should say. In other words, he's the alpha or the leader is specifically how he promoted the red witch and her power and we, and so forth, because usually him and the red witch don't necessarily see eye to eye, even though they're usually on the same team. He was like champing her big time to the Jon Snow cronies in one scene in this episode. And I thought that was pretty cool. It was a, that's what one thing that's interesting about this show is how characters and allegiances can change pretty quick uh, when when drastic things happen. So I thought that was pretty cool. Well, when you have somebody threatening to kill all of you, that does kind of put them on the same side. And the one thing you can say about him is that he has seen her, you know, give birth to a shadow baby. That's right. So he has he has plenty of reason, uh, even if he isn't the, the most superstitious person in Westeros. He has plenty of reason to believe her power is real. That's right. Yeah, and, and he saw her have make a um, Stannis' sword light on fire magically and all these other things. So I agree with that. Um, 
Um, yeah, but, and, and then with Alice Athon, the last thing I wanted to bring up, it just reminded me of like the 1956 Hungarian Revolution where where the communists said uh. to the to the um, the Democrats that you could go free and you can leave the country. And then when they came out of the the uh, foreign embassy, they were all arrested and executed. So that's what was going to happen to Al- what I think is going to happen. I'm to sure Davos. that's what the showmakers had in mind. Well, given that this is still while the book may not be published yet. Um, I'm sure they know what's in the book, and given that George R. R. Martin is a student of history, that um, I, it would not shock me if that was the sort of thing he had in mind. Yeah, I, I saw the parallel right from the beginning, and, and even if Eric was rolling his eyes when I said it, um, I, I saw that parallel because Can you that hear was that through my microphone. Can you hear me rolling my eyes? Uh, well, you went. Oh. And see, I, I thought of that almost every time I ever played Dungeons and Dragons and I had somebody cornered and said, no, come out and we'll let you go. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 it then, ha- and it's not and just. And then we would kill them. It's just not a stupid fiction thing. I mean, it's, it happened just 50, 60 years ago. You know, so it happens, I'm telling you. Yeah. Imre Nagy is a statue in, in Budapest now for, because he was a hero. Anyway. Anyway. anyway uh, so, anyway, the big thing, and this is at what concludes the episode. Um, but we want to wrap up the the North storyline before we yeah, move on. Right. Sure, sure. Let's is that, that Phil gets one more <laughs> chance to see the Red Woman? Naked. Um, I don't. I don't think one more chance. I, I think every time she puts the amulet on, she'll be go back to youth. Oh, I, I'm just. I'm right just saying. That, yeah. I'm just saying it's one more. I'm not saying it's the last chance. I'm just saying it's one more. She's had several. This is one more added onto it. Oh, and and. and and God bless her for it too. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so I mean, that, that, that red witch strips naked in front of a mirror, and all around the country, guys go bang. And then she takes off her necklace, which takes away her magical uh, uh, enchantment that makes her look much younger than she actually is, and appears as the old crone that she actually is. And all around the country, you heard. Yeah, the guys, guys got. Yeah, the guys went down faster than Theon Greyjoy in an icy river. It was just. Um, it was it was similar to uh, uh, Kathy Bates and uh, uh, about Schmidt, you know, something oh. like that. Yeah. So, and so, yeah, they, and I, yeah, you know I was reading it. And, Do you know what this means? It means she's a witch. Yeah, I was reading an article. They had the director talked about this just to clarify it to people um, that. Yeah, she is supposed to be very old. They're kind of leaving it to the audience as to how old. Um, and they decided, trying to think, do we do CGI? Do we do prosthetics? Do we, and they just went with hiring an old woman because that was probably the cheapest idea. Um, and, you know, cause they said, well, you know, you can't, we don't really know what a 400 year old woman would look like. So how do we make that as a CGI thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, they somehow knew what, a, what a, what a nice king looked like. They somehow knew what, uh, <laughs> But what, I want to state what a giant looked like. They somehow knew what a, dra- a dragon looked like, but they didn't know what a four hundred year old woman looked like. They weren't sure how much sag to put in, I guess. So they just picked a real, really old woman to do it. And kudos to her for for getting up there and bearing all for Phil's future fantasies. And uh, you know, and the I'll, question I'll is this: that that the, um, the amulet, I believe, doesn't make an illusion of youth. It actually transforms her to youth. Well, and the question is now: Does this? Uh, I think does that, this that's... demonstrate her strength or her fragility? 
in my mind. You know, which do you think this this is showing? Is it showing that she's? It shows her strength because uh, I was reading some articles. Apparently, uh, depending on who you listen to, book or show or in between, she's somewhere between one hundred and four hundred years old. I would say it shows. Well, you stop counting about. 85 anyway. I, I, I would say it shows her not necessarily a weakness, but it shows her humanity in the sense that she's really just a human being that has. Who's, who's a human who being has, who's, who ha, has, uh, has, has who's worked, in, who's worked in, in uh, the magic that has given her various things that can prolong her life, but she's still just a human being. Because right. yeah, I had seen some people thinking that, well, this shows the toll all the magic has been working on her, thinking that she was, um, you know, I, I guess they were thinking that she was a young woman who's... Well, that's why I think they had the little skit at the end of the the, the episode where the Benioff and Weiss came on and, and basically said that she's supposed to be centuries old. Because otherwise yeah, there's going to be people like, like what you just said that would think, oh, the magic must have make, be taking her toll on her, you know, like we've seen in other movies, for example. Well, that must have been an HBO Now thing because they didn't have it on. Uh, yeah. Then, okay. Then it must on been the HBO cable. Now. Yeah. Yeah. They had a five minute thing and they talked about the episode of Benioff and, and Weiss and and that was one of the things they they brought up. Um, that the witch is century approximately a couple of centuries old, and that this amulet was able to transform her to youth. And that she needs it to have the youth, otherwise she would be her true self, which is a ancient woman who you know, would, that would be close to to to, um, to uh, end of her life. I, I would gather. So it wouldn't shock me then to live. find out that she might end up. This may end up being her last season. Um, that she uh, may end up sacrificing herself to bring back Jon Snow. Oh, interesting! Interesting. Hmm. Wow. Uh, huh. I hope not. I mean, geez, that would be terrible. Well, look, last she's, one of, she's one of the best characters. She's gonna, that would be awesome if she landed up on the Iron Throne. I hope that would be awesome. No, anyway, you're, you're crazy. Well, <laughs> it's not going to happen, but I mean, as you know, I like the wrench well, thrown in things that we don't expect. Actually, at this point, since an article has been written about Sansa taking the Iron Throne, that would be totally predictable. So, therefore, now we start after uh-huh. rooting for the Red Witch. I I still think no one no one no one suspects Hot Pie. I think Hot Pie is going to end up on the throne. I go for Podrick. So, uh, um, Podrick will sleep his way to the top. That may be a good point, um, Mike. That um, it could be her last season. I, I don't know. Um, I, I I hope not. Um, well, well, last, last character. Last year, you know, Seth Meyers, right? Wasn't it Seth Meyers who did the thing with Jon Snow going to a dinner party? Right? Well, and, and then he, and he died. died. They, then they killed him. And and now and then in this off season, they have the Red Witch going to the baby shower. Oh. Maybe Seth Meyers is in on this, and he's just bringing people on as guests for his show right before they get killed off. Well, I hope she. Theory. I hope she doesn't leave us because <laughs> I, I need. I need someone to say that the night is dark and full of, of dangers. Don't worry, terrorists. 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 That's right. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, well, there was. But, a, there. There have been other. There was the guy at uh, the Marine. But, but uh, if if anybody who wants to see another great film that she's she actually was the lead actress in, and it was Academy Award nominated film, was. Uh, uh, I think it's called The Black Book by Paul Verhoeven. 
which takes place uh, during uh, the Nazi occupation of of the Netherlands, and uh, she plays a Jewish woman in that, and how she pretends she's not Jewish to survive, and, and she was excellent in that role as she uh, is in in uh, this this show. Uh, or if you want to watch her in another genre movie, watch the movie by Christopher Smith called Black Death. Oh yeah, she was awesome in that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and she's naked in everything. Right. So, <laughs> what what we do you think is the reason they showed us this scene? Okay, with, with all the joking about her, you know, being old and, and off putting uh, and scarifying to small children. Um, why do you think they put this scene in, and why do you think they that's what the they wanted you to and end with it? That's and they titled the episode "The Red Woman," who really had very little to do with the episode other than the final scene. Well. I think that perhaps, uh, actually, and you know, the more I think about it, the more the more I'm thinking you might have a valid theory there, Mike. I think um, the red woman could also mean Sansa. Use the red hair, but go on. Ah, all right. Um, ah, damn it! I lost my train of thought because Philip interrupted me. Um, I apologize. You said you said I was right. That was pretty much all you needed to say. <laughs> no, but I think that they showed us her true state. Uh, perhaps to set up what you're talking about, Mike, uh, because she's clearly, I mean, throughout this episode and the end of, of season five, she showed up completely unnerved after what happened with Stannis. Uh, and now she's here. Uh, and you hear her say when she's looking at Jon Snow's dead body, I saw in the flames him, him leading the army. Um, so she, I think leading the a, army to Winterfell. Right. So she's having a crisis of faith right now, uh, and perhaps uh, it's enough for her to to uh, just be tired of it, uh, and perhaps she is just feeling really old, and uh, maybe maybe she'll sacrifice herself uh, just because she doesn't know what else to do. Well, and I'll say that I I've been suspicious of the Red Woman from the start because we are introduced to her putting. Uh, uh, her, 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 heretics to, to the flame, right? And yeah. uh, and murdering people and manipulating Stannis, or seemingly. Uh, and I, oh, I have kind of come around, right? And I have kind of come around to to the view that while I still don't agree with the stuff that she's done, first of all, if you're 400 years old, you know, I, you've probably seen enough dead people that's not that big a deal to you. But that she is a true believer, that she believes she's doing something for for the good. Right, in a really screwed up way from an outsider's point of view, but she, I do think she thinks she's on the right side. That she does think that you know she's trying to restore order to the galaxy or, or yes. whatever it would be. Uh-huh. Um, but so if if this is it, if you know we're looking for decent people to end up on the throne, you know we are getting fewer and fewer of them. So yeah, her her sacrificing herself uh, might be a, a big way to a big symbolic act and a f- grand final gesture as an atonement in her own way. Well, and an easy I, I, way to write I, her off the show because she's pregnant. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 I think she is pregnant. She was pregnant during the non-filming because I think this was all done right before she... Um, but who yeah. knows? Um, but I, I would say this. I would be disappointed if that's the case because um, I would... I'd rather see her... Whether Jon Snow comes back or not, I'd like to see her... Um, change her beliefs in a, in a way because of what happened with Stannis 
and then join up with whoever from the north is going to be heading south. Whether it's John Snow, whether it's Sansa, whether it's uh, I, I, I would I would I would be fine with that too. I'm just I'm just wondering if that's why they won. But I don't think they would have had to show us that she's old and wrinkly for that. Yeah, but or maybe they showed. I was thinking they were showing it for a different reason that they're showing it because they just wanted us to know that even though she's a powerful magician type person, she actually is just she's human a witch and also. Um, a sad character, a sad, sad as in not sad as in depressed, but sad Which as is in her people too. As as in, I guess not pathetic, tragic, tragic. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll find out. So, any any further things because we've been spending on, even though this is one of the great storylines of the episode. Um, any further things, or should we move on? I'm ready to move on. Let's let's move a little further south to the other red woman. Okay, Sansa then, right? Uh, yes. Well, it would be the, I mean, we could do the whole, because there was only one scene, because it ties in with, and it led into the Sansa scene, which was the uh, the Bolton story arc, where uh, oh, uh, where Ramsey is looking over his, the, the Miranda, Miranda, oh, uh, at her dead body, feels real bad about it, and then okay. says, feed her to the dogs. Um, he goes. There's a it, it's a it's a good body, so why burn it or bury it? It's good it meat. Yeah, it's still yeah, meat's still good. Why you know why waste it? And yeah. I and I saw that coming a mile away. But then he gets uh, uh you know some time with his dad, um, and his dad sort of playing a dangerous game. I think uh, one saying, "Well, hopefully the uh, the maester is right, and you know your mother in law is having a." Uh, having a boy child because without Sansa, you're really not any good to me, shithead. And then he piss, and then and then he pisses on what he did with taking out Stannis's army. And he's like, you don't think that really compares to facing down the Lannister army, do you? And I'm, you know, I got to give her. Yes, it's not the same thing, but I got to give him credit to take a couple of men and demolish uh, Stannis's army in the middle of the night. Now, admittedly, part of that was because Stannis oh, was murdered his own child. And they weren't aware of that. But, you know, he did a pretty damn good job with limited resources. Yeah. Well, well what, what, I want to rephrase what Bolton said, the father Bolton. He, what he said was that Stannis' army was weakened from snow and and hunger versus, say, a, a fresh army that came. And because I, I don't want to say that Stannis' army was, was nothing because, as we saw, it was humongous and, and, and great in, you know, last uh, season and the uh, season before. But here, by this point, it's it's been weakened from snow, hunger, and all these other things. Now, well, I should add that uh, desertion was a major cause because nobody wanted to stick around to follow the dude that burned his own kid. Right. Well, that was part of it as well, yeah. But, so, none, so but was, none of them knew that. Yeah. So there, there was a lot of reasons why um, Stannis' army wasn't the, the army it was at the beginning of last season when it was a powerhouse in Calvary and all that other good stuff. Um, so I, I would want to say this about the Boltons, Ross Bolton and Ramsey Bolton. Um, I, I don't think Ross really cares for, for Ramsey anyway. Right. I mean, that's pretty, pretty obvious from even way back when he was playing with them saying, uh, maybe I'll make you a Bolton and, and get you from not being a snow anymore and blah, blah, blah. But the other thing I want to say is that, I think the Boltons are done, and and not f- for one reason, but many. Because here's the no, all right. So they they betrayed 
the North, right? So the, now the North doesn't like them. But they betrayed the South because they were trying to get uh, Ramsey to hook up with Sansa and, you know, hello, that we just made enemies with the Lannisters now too. So I think they're done because they're just going to get, I mean, it's obvious they're going to be done anyway because, I mean, that's like if there's a, a regular movie anywhere, everybody knows that they're done. I mean, that's the bad guys. I they're, hope you're right. Gonna, they certainly deserve to be done. But I think they're yeah, going to be we've done. We've also expected this to be coming a while now. So but I think the <laughs> when will they be done? Right, right. And I think it's because of stupidity and and being pompous rather than yes, arrogance. Arrogance, because they should have chose one side and just stuck with it all the way and they would be fine. But because they betrayed the Lannister. And it's not even even Ramsey screwing up with Sansa, which is what Ross basically said. You fucked up. I mean, you, all you had to do was treat her nice and congratulations with it. We, we ruled the entire North. But the thing that he really fucked up was he he did that in the first place, which immediately alienates the, all Lannisters. And and the Lannisters are, aren't looking good, but they're still not done. You know, no, I mean, no, they, the they still have, they still have, have uh, if they don't have um, King's Landing, they still have Castle Rock, right? I mean, right. where Ke- Kevin Lannister, you know, where they originally from. So it's not like they're insignificant. So it, it was just... No, inter- I don't think anybody was arguing that. Yeah. Okay. No, I think I think it's clear they're setting them up for Jon Snow will come back. He will have no, no, uh, Sansa. Sansa. Jon Snow will come back. <laughs> she didn't see Sansa in the flames. Jon Snow. Sansa's not a not a not a Joan of Arc type. She's not. Brienne may be by Jon Snow's side. Sansa won't be. Um, I'm disagreeing. Disagree all you want. And Jon Snow will come riding in and. Kick the crap out of out of the Boltons and retake Winterfell, and that'll help set up the final assault on King's Landing. What, what, did, you say, what John, did you think? I think that John and Sansa will do it together. What did you? What did? Yeah, that, that's possible. What, what do you? What did you think of of the Red Witch saying that she saw Jon Snow in the flames? Because doesn't because that that was a huge. A giveaway that okay, Johnson is alive and is coming back. Or do you think that was? And so, in other words, that that doesn't I don't fit think the it mold. is because she also saw Stannis in the flames and he's dead. So I think it so just adds to her crisis of faith. Uh, yeah. It's just it's just one more thing that she saw in the flames that is not but Mike, true. But, but Mike thinks it's going to come true because he she he thinks that it's going to be Jon Snow coming Mike, down to take out the Boltons. I'm I'm not discounting the possibility. But, but I also didn't think that Stark would be dead at this point. So, <laughs> I, 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 I just figured it out, dude. I, I, I'm watching it in the background, and they just pulled Jon Snow's body, and they see, and Davos was looking. What he sees is a white spot in the snow where there should be blood, meaning the Red Witch has already come and picked up the blood. Okay, that's what happened. It looks like there was someone took like a cup. And and scraped part of the blood away, and I bet you that's what it is. Okay. Anyway, that's that's my opinion now. Based so off back of south, back uh, south. Well, well, south comparative to the wall. Uh, <laughs> Winterfell. Back to the Winterfell. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sansa and Theon. Is he going by Theon again now? I guess he is. Yeah. Uh, Sansa and Theon have have run away, and Ramsay's got his men and his dogs after them, uh, and. They basically get caught in the woods by Ramsey's guys, 
And then, da 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 here comes Brienne and Pod uh, running in to rescue the day. Uh, and Pod and Brienne kick some ass and kill everybody who is trying to capture Sansa and Theon. Um, and at this point, Brienne pledges her lo- loyalty to Sansa and lays her sword at his feet. And Sansa accepts. And this is the happiest fucking day of Brienne's life because she honored one oath by killing Stannis. And now she's honoring her other oath to Lady Stark uh, and and uh, has pledged her loyalty to Sansa. It's the it was the greatest scene in the history of the show. It was awesome. <laughs> because the, and, and Jon Snow is going to, if he comes back, he's going to be the general for Sansa's army. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so well, again, we, we have to be careful because Brienne has sworn loyalty oaths to lots of people before, and it has not ended well. Um, yeah, but this I is think so. her luck's. Gonna, I, I think with her successful killing of Stannis, her luck's going to turn. Well, I think that's it, and it's it, the whole point. And I think what people don't don't get is again. With every story that you tell, you always get the darkest before the dawn moment. Sometimes right. it's the darkest before it gets even darker, but usually it's the darkest before the dawn moment. And the darkest before the dawn moment was last season, right? Hands down, that was the darkest season sure. they've had. They sure. it was the you know things came apart for pretty much everybody. Um, Sansa being married to. Okay, we, we, we know all that, but, but what are you trying and to do? And all that, you know, and it's everything. Was like, and so things have to come back now, and we're seeing the comeback, right? We will when we see Snow almost certainly come back. We will. We see Brienne finally meeting up with Sansa. You're going to see Arya. Something will happen to transform her to probably get her sight back, whether she becomes a faceless woman or not. Well, we already um, know what's There will be a turning point. Yeah, we, we're going to talk about that in a second. So, so um, let's, let's, let's get back to all this stuff, right, will be coming. There will be... But also, and it also means the bad guys like the Boltons will be getting their comeuppance. So, but this is a, again a step in that direction: is that you have Brienne finally, after two seasons, three seasons, united with the Stark girls, a Stark girl. But, 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 but let's get, and get able to fulfill a oath in this specific thing here. So, so, so Theon basically Sansa doesn't know what to do. Theon nods his head to say, "Yeah, this this is your moment, and lady, my lady." And so, basically, she accepts it, and she's now. The ruler of the north, basically. She because I mean, only for three people, for three people. <laughs> I but, was say, but she, she has the name. Large following, but. She has the name, and and if she has a, a warrior with her now, she has uh, Theon and who. Well, Pod's a warrior now too. I mean, he's been trained well, and then she has Theon, who uh, is you know a loyal as loyal as you can get, and um, <laughs> and she and and uh, they're going to head north. To the wall, and and so forth, and that's what we got here. And I thought that um, I will correct one thing, Eric. Actually, the chicken scene was the best scene ever in the show. But this is this was <laughs> number two. This is number two, and um, so I'm I'm thinking this is setting up Sansa, as that article probably states that I have not read yet, as I stated last week to be the ruler of the entire Westeros. I still think, or or at least the the north. And I will state this. Maybe too, the North. I'll give you the North. For a second, I even thought Mike was right because Mike said that Theon was going to sacrifice himself for Sansa, and it looked like that was actually going to happen last episode. Well, uh, the series isn't over yet. He, he still might. Uh, uh, can I say how much I like the fact that that Theon had that really lame plan 
of hiding Sansa under the log. Sure, you can say that. And then, well, it's just that that's the sort of thing sometimes you see, and it's like, and if, you know, if it's anybody else, if that's, you know, if that's Brad Pitt, he convinces the army, no, look under there, and they all, oh, she went that away, and they all run off that away. <laughs> right. You know, so and like, it's where like, is she? Is he like, I, I don't know. The the They're like, you're full of shit. Let's look at this log over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got bloodhounds, dumbass, you know, it's. And they find so I appreciate the fact that they kind of acknowledge without saying so that Theon had a shit plan. Um, well, and to be honest, he, it, whether it was Theon or anybody else, and, and this is to give Theon some dibs, there was no hope anyway, right? They were doing oh, yeah. so, well, so so he had to do he, something. He was doing the best he could for, yeah. for the opportunity well, he had. Exactly. And I also got to say, I, I pod that was not the most impressive sword fight I've ever seen. Well, no, he's still coming <laughs> into his own as a warrior. However. He was as I good as those schmucks. I, I will say I enjoyed the fact that uh I mean they set him up from his introduction as a character uh when when he's on the road with Tyrion identifying all the sigils. Um all all of his studying of knighthood and uh sigils and houses and everything uh came to use in this episode because Sansa couldn't remember the fucking words uh yeah. <laughs> to accept Brienne's pledge and Pod walked right. her through it. So, and I do like the fact we finally got Brienne really accomplishing something. She's been right. fucking up she for a long coming. time. She had that. And, but this is also sort of a, you know, you sometimes they like make someone tough by having them beat Brienne or fight. You know, and it's just the one that's, person Brienne's beaten in a while was was the Hound. And it's like no, that's not nobody a good time. saw it. <laughs> And, and and that was a little luck too. It wasn't really, you know, it could have. It was a little luck, and she and she still ended up losing Arya and fighting him. It's like no, that's not really you. No, there were better ways to handle that. That was not a fight time. Now and, let me ask you this, Mike, because you said that she and you too, in a sense, Eric, that she's a fuck up, not you know, just bad luck fuck up. But um, I, I don't know if she has. I don't know what what moment really was it because her own stupidity that everything got screwed up. Oh, there's been a couple. Um, I think one of them was what Mike was just talking about, and and when she decided to fight the Hound, uh, I think that fight could have been avoided had she had the mind to do it. Um, yeah, okay, that's that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's and, and also, it's more her her blaming herself for a lot of stuff. It's getting captured on the road with Jamie, getting letting Jamie's hand get cut off. It's just the idea that it's not so much that she's done anything wrong; just a whole lot of bad shit follows her wherever she goes. Well, right. and you know what? She's one track. In other words, she just it's the oath, the oath, the oath. When you can still do the oath and work around it by going to the right or left and then coming back to the center. Like what you, you said, Eric, with the hound, where she could have talked to the hound and say, hey, I'm grand. And I, you know, I know you as one of the great fighters, you know, but she didn't, she goes, it's this way and that's it. And the hound says, fuck you. And, you know, so <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. So she, if she had been a little more diplomatic in, or even with Baelish, remember she, the, she almost got wiped out in, uh, uh, when she approached Baelish and Sansa yep. at the inn, right. you know, so uh-huh. she, or or the fact yeah. that she turns to go get Stannis like ten seconds before Sansa puts the light in the tower. <laughs> right. All, right. All right. So, any further things about the Sansa storyline? I think that pretty much wraps it up right there, right? Where we get she gets uh, now a warrior protector. She basically has a clique of people now around her. She has three people that do anything. <laughs> she has, she what says. she has now is a fighting chance. That's what she has now. Uh, and well, I believe and that she will try and head to a fire. Try, well, she will try and head north 
to see Jon Snow because that's what Theon told her, and neither of them know that he's dead. Right, right. Just, just get her to a fire because she's still in wet clothes and freaking the freezing, freaking freezing cold. So, but, but it doesn't let matter. Her, let her dry right? off first. Because that we know, and and that he's dead because whether he comes back alive or not, we know when she gets there, she's going to have fine friends. You know, she's going to yeah. meet up with Davos. You know, she's going to meet up with with um, the wildlings and the cro- John Snow cronies and stuff. So we know that's all going to happen. So. Well, anyway, it, it, it might not all go as smooth as that. There are all the there are the wildlings, which to me at this point are an X factor. They could go either way. Well, a handful uh, of wildlings, anyway, right? I mean, the ones that were loyal to John. It Trump. was, uh, I'd say, it was a group of a couple hundred that showed up at the wall. Would you say? Yeah. No, yeah. but I'm saying out of those that came to the wall, let's just say a hand, uh, a group of fifty of them or ten of them will join up with Sansa because she's Jon Snow's sister. Technically, I don't know about that. I think they're much more likely I, yeah. to join the the guy from the Night's Watch who said, "Hey, they just killed the guy who saved your life at Hardhome." Right. So I don't think everything's going to be uh, quite that cut and dry once she actually arrives at the Wall. Uh, but that's where they're headed. All right. All right. Well, all right. Well, we'll agree to disagree because I think I think they're all going to just fall in line. But that's just a guess. <laughs> No, no, because your, your because, fantasy world is a lovely place, Phil. I, I, well, I, I don't consider it fantasy. I think there's a lot of things pointing. To the fact that Sansa is going to show up, she's she's a, a, it's technically a royalty for the North. But they, uh, the, the the wildlings don't wildlings, care about royalty. The wo- they don't care about royalty. I, I know, but I, if I could finish, the, we have Davos, who, who who knows all about her. We we have Jon Snow's cronies, who who know all about the, Jon Stark and his family. And when she shows up with Brienne and Theon and all the rest of them in Pod. And Davos says this is this is the way to go. That's what I'm, I'm predicting. Whether uh, you guys can say I'm wrong, but this is my prediction. Well, and I don't think it's a fantasy. I, 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 I don't have I don't have any doubt that those people will follow Sansa. But the wildlings, wildlings like Mike said, don't care, and the rest of the Night Watch uh, could cause trouble. Uh, so oh, I'm, oh, I'm not, oh, there's I, no doubt that's going to happen. The I, I'm not I'm not saying that, that those people you just listed won't follow Sansa. I'm saying. It's going to go down between A and B. That's what I'm saying. I think we all agree that there go- that there is going to be a unification between the wildlings and the forces of the north and the small remnants of the Watch that were still loyal to Snow. Right. I, I think we disagree as to how exactly that coalition is going to come together. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. So we all think three different ways how it's going to come together. Is right. All. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, all right, so let's go. Uh, what's next? What, what's next? Uh, you want to do, uh, let's do? Well, let's get Arya out of the way because that was a, a really short storyline. Basically, uh, yeah, she's blind. She's begging for money. The wave shows up, beats the shit out of her with a staff, uh, and says, "I'll be back tomorrow. See ya." <laughs> now, let me ask you this, Eric. <laughs> I I took it as not the the wave or whatever her name is harassing her. I took it as the wave harassing her, but. To make a point, in other words, I'm teaching you how to fight. Oh, yeah. she she definitely wants her to here's feel the, the force flow through her. I was going to yeah, say, here's the that's, thing: that's I, I, I believe that the waif was sent to train her. I believe the waif is also taking a great deal of joy out of beating the shit out of her. <laughs> well, assuming you're assuming the waif is the waif, well, because okay, we already, that's a valid point. Because we already saw be, that before that the waif was Jakan Hagar and Jakan Hagar was the waif and but you know but they're all fa- they're all faceless people with no ID. So it's somebody in the guise of the waif. 
if she's blind, why they need to put on a different face? <laughs> so she knows the voice. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, and well, to be honest, whether who, who, no matter who it is, I, other than the, the nameless faces, I don't think it matters. I think what it is is that the person's there not to not to pick on her and because they hate her, but to train her to fight as a blind person, and then they're going to oh, give her back her sight. What's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, it, right? It's pretty Sansa, obvious. Right? Sansa uh, oh, actually died, uh, and when she does achieve the Iron Throne, she's going to pull off her face to reveal that she's actually Ned Stark. (laughs) (laughs) And Ned Stark Um, was actually a faceless man that got had beheaded down in King's Landing. All right. So, so let's just finish this story up. So do you guys agree that the, the waif slash Jacques, whatever his name is to faceless men or whatever they are, whoever it is that is attacking her, is doing it to train her, not to, yeah. to, to punish Oh, absolutely, because otherwise they wouldn't have give, oh. given her a stick in the first place. I think it is the waif, and I think she is both training her and enjoying beating the shit out of her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You can do it. You, you can have one with the other. Yep. All right, any further things about this storyline? Nope. Nope. All right, let's, let's do... Do you guys want to do Daenerys? We got, we got Daenerys, we got Tyrion, we got the Sand Snakes, and we got... Oh, Jesus. Uh, the, Lan- the Lannisters and, and Marjorie. Which ones do we want to talk about? Oh, well, let's okay. Well, let, let's go to Tyrion first because right, I kind of want to save the Lannisters and the Sand Snakes for the end. Okay, personally. fair enough. Okay, sure, sure. All right, so Tyrion, um, Tyrion well, and Viserys uh, are walking through the town, talking about how bad things are, um, and find out the things are that bad. That's basically yep. what it comes down to. <laughs> they talk Pretty about, much. hey, every, everybody's trying to kill us. Uh, you know, no matter who you are in the city, somebody's trying to kill you. Uh, these harpies sure are a problem. Uh, we need to find out how to stop them. Oh, and hey, the entire harbor's on fire. And yeah, somebody said yeah. fire to Slaver's Bay. Yeah, so. And end scene. <laughs> so Danny doesn't have her ships anymore. Right. right. And, and, Tyrion we delivers, kind of- Tyrion delivers the line, well, we won't be sailing to Westeros anytime soon. It's like something we've all known since season one. Uh, We we, kind of gathered this. I mean, we—I think me, Mike, and you are discussed this last week, where we think we said that this whole storyline is just going to be them sitting at this this place and and getting rid of the ships was the way to do it. Right, and this will and this will in some way force Danny or whomever into a new alliance with someone new who can give them new boats. And again, you're going to have a, a. gathering a coalition and i have a suspicion as to who that might end up being but we'll we'll find out a coalition well because in other words like before she'd taken she'd gotten the uh uh what do you call the faceless men not the faceless men the unsullied unsullied. yeah um and then you know conquered one city then conquered the next city and she got the the mercenaries and everything so she's gonna have to recruit some other ally somewhere to get some boats and okay. here's here's what I think. Well, let's talk about Danny now, right? Well, before uh, we get to Danny, very brief. Okay. There was um, um, I want to say Braun, but it was not Braun. Um, the guy with the with the, the grayscale, Jora, Jora, right? So Jora Mormont and um, hey, I remembered the character name. Yeah, Jora, Jora Mormont and uh, Danny's little uh, boy toy. 
you know, are wandering <laughs> through the wood, are wandering through the grasslands. They see signs, an army, no, a horde. Oh, look, a ring. Look, sir, right. droids. Um, <laughs> and I will give them a little credit because we, we joked about them a little bit for this last week. But it does kind of make a little bit more sense with them finding the ring because where they did leave off, right. she was getting ridden around by all the horse soldiers. Right. So they yeah, so she a, drops. There was a clearing of grass in the middle of a circle of foot, hoof prints. Right. That kind of said if, if you – okay, he looks, he goes, okay, this was the horse riders. This was the um, uh, the Dothraki. The spot. Yeah, yep. and they make a nice little bullseye where the ring is. So yep. it makes it a lot more plausible that they find it. Right, and they set it up by them first finding all the corpses of, of the goats and shit right. that, the, that the dragon ate. What we thought was going to be a ridiculously stupid, they actually at least made it possibly, possibly okay. Yes. Not, not, st- still not brilliant, so. but still about as good. Yeah, they salvaged it about as well as they could because it made sense they find it. So anyway, that gets us and moves Danny over, and we get a wonderful scene of, of Danny having to eavesdrop in on two Dothraki riders. Asking, that was pretty harsh. So do you, do you think she has white pussy hair? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and, and what else did he say? He goes, I, I, I like fucking him in the ass. Yes. <laughs> or or that said that she's stupid because she hasn't said a word. Right. And the one guy says, well, she doesn't have to be smart to get fucked in the ass. Like, oh, <laughs> god damn. Well, I'm joking about the pink skins don't like the sun because they burn too easily. And I, but I, I did kind of like how it ended with, the one guy said, "You know, I like to have it. I like to talk afterwards. Otherwise, we're no better than dogs." You know, it's just <laughs> it was like after all of this this trash talking, he gets one moment of of sort of decency. It's right. like oh, I like to talk to my bitch after I ass rape her. That's uh, <laughs> oh God, that's terrible. But but that's exactly what basically what he said. That's, so. Yeah, that's it is. It, yep. Yeah, I mean, and, and we have true, to go back and remember. NC seventeen uh, vocabulary. There's no doubt about it. It is. It is known. It is known. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it's so Kevin. Kevin Smith could have wrote this, these lines. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so Danny gets taken to the uh, the Dothraki uh, call. What's this one's name? I forgot. Uh, it begins with an M, but I forget. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the the new Drogo. Dro- <laughs> Drogo. Drogo. Um, yeah. So she gets brought before him and reveals the fact that, yeah, she actually can speak Dothraki. Uh, it's too bad none of the guys that were talking shit about her were there to see that. Um, <laughs> and basically well, that also was a play on the, the joke they did when she bought the uh, the Unsullied, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't need to spell it out for us this time. But anyway. She's, she's used that trick before. Um, <laughs> so uh, basically she's like, uh, yeah, uh, and she gives her own made-up title. Uh, which is 13 miles long and says, you will not touch me. Uh, and the guy goes, well, I'll do what I want. And she's like, no, you won't. I was married to Khal Drago. And he's like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Never mind. <laughs> well, I don't know that she knew that either because otherwise that would have been the first thing that she said. Right. And I saw people say, well, why did she just say she was Drogo's wife? And it's, she does say it in that unbelievably long title is, I am the Khaleesi, you know, uh-huh. of yeah, the Great yeah, I, I did see or that. something. Yeah, I did see that. But it was buried in with, you know, 900 other things that, you know, nobody Breaker was... Writer of chains, writer of dragons, the unburnt, yada, yada. But you did notice, however, uh, that you got also the commentary by the Khal's other wives. <laughs> you know, and what did... And, 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 
And oh, what else did they say about her, Eric? Uh, what did they say about her? That they said uh, she's um, she's uh, she's a uh, she's a uh, she's a witch. That was it. Yes, <laughs> she had blue eyes. She's a witch. <laughs> Red hair, blue eyes, whatever. They're all witches. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so basically the whole point of that is, don't worry, folks, we, we got the message last season, you're tired of all the rapey shit. <laughs> right. So we're gonna send her to her retirement home. Basically, apparently. Uh, yeah, this, I, is, not I, re- this was not revealed in any other episode as far as the, uh. Actually, part. that's not true. That's not true. Uh, it was revealed in episode, either episode, two, I mean, season two or season one, one of those first three seasons where they said that all all uh, widows go no to this shit. company. Yeah, I remembered it when she said it because it, it didn't come out of nowhere. And I said, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember it. it was okay. Oh, yeah. I totally did not remember that. Yeah. Right. Your, yeah. your memory is better than mine. Yeah. So, um, and I'm not I'm not just making it up. I remember it clearly. And it was oh, why one would of you the – make it up? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's a fair point. Yeah, why the hell would I make it up? Yeah. So uh, – but I could see why you would think – it was came out of left field because it was so long ago, and I'm surprised they didn't have it as part of the 25 uh, minute long minutes of previously on. Yeah, yeah right. On. Yeah, they could have given us a primer on that one. Yeah, yeah. That, I think they should have done that. Well, honest. they needed to cut a few minutes off of the previously on so that she could get her entire title out when she was talking to the call. <laughs> Good one, Mike. Mike, excellent job. You're on fire tonight, sir. On fire. Um, Basically, she's going to be sent off to a temple with all the other call widows and just be expected to stay there. I don't think that's how things are going to go. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's it's unfortunately boring because even though there's all this exciting stuff that's going to happen in between A to Z, we all know that she's getting to Z. So it's like I, I think I think eventually what's going to happen is that. Uh, uh, dragon is going to show up, and they're going to be like, "Holy shit, a dragon!" And then a dragon—he's going to land next to her, and she's going to go say, "Oh, nice dragon!" And they're all going to say, "Holy like, shit, the dragon likes her!" And she's going to say, "Hey, I—I I feel like going to Westeros. You want to come with me?" And they're going to say, "Yeah." Well, I, well, let's remember what's the one thing they respect more than anything is—is is the ability to ride. Uh huh. And and the dragon makes their horses look like little fucking Vespas. I mean, it's right. Just <laughs> right, right. like you thought, your, you thought your stallion was something. And, and to be honest, I've got I, a red dragon. I mean, with, bitch. with her with her white hair, she, I mean, she looks like Sheen or anyway on a horse. So yeah. they're all going to be following her. We all know. Yeah. It. And I also I I did like and we laughed at this was the uh, the conversation. What is better? What is better than? Seeing a beautiful woman naked for the first time. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it reminded me of Monty Python is, what have the Romans ever done for us? Well, well there was a, <laughs> all right, but besides that. Well, I, I thought that was silly because the, the, the thing that's, that's better than seeing a naked woman for the first time that's hot is actually getting to sleep with her. That's the thing that's, that's better. Oh, goodness, well, Phil. Well, I mean, come on, it's true, right? It's Nevertheless, true. sorry, but it's it's one of the five best things. All right, we're right, one of the right, five. Right. So they compromise. Yeah, they say, all right, right. <laughs> I, I gotta say, not very often does a subtitled conversation make me laugh out loud, but that one did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah okay. That, that, that was that was good, and, and it is the type of conversation people these guys would have, you know, around a 
a, a table with a couple of beers. They're like, what's the best thing? The naked chick or the, or this or, you know, that. It's like, right. it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. Um, all right. So again, so, that just sets her up. And, and then that just leaves the, the uh, Lannister. Oh, no. Oh, wait. The Lannisters, you saw a little bit of the queen in the cell. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do Marjorie first. Yeah, just a little bit of her. I'll and do just Marjorie so, first. Just, I'm hoping just because everyone sat there for the last nine months, going, "Gee, I really want to see that woman say confess again." <laughs> that, that was funny. Um, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm beginning to worry based off of this scene that Marjorie may become one of the kooks. She may submit and become. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. All right, good, good. I hope not. That would be terrible. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Well, and our, the problem is, unfortunately, Cersei's only hope, uh, not Cersei, uh, Marjorie's only hope is Cersei, so really, she's kind of screwed no matter what. I mean... Well, you know what, though? I, I think... Wait, I want to see what Jamie says, and, Ke- and Kevin Lannister says. At, at this point, I think that Cersei would be willing to let Marjorie go if it meant uh, taking out the sparrows. Cause she's I don't think that Cersei pissed. lets anything go. There's no reason Cersei can't Kill the sparrows and kill her at the same time. Well, I suppose. And blame it on the sparrows. That's not very graceful. Ooh, Mike, that's that's possible. I could see her doing that. I don't think she's smart enough to pull that off. I also agree with that, but I just don't think she's going to be happy to say. (laughs) She's not going to. Let's put it this way. Her plan about getting rid of the sparrows will not involve the great rescue of Queen Marjorie. Yeah, Uh, I would agree. Um, uh, Jamie, Jamie might. Right. Jamie, I was might. Say, J- Jamie might talk her into it because, I mean, honestly, Jamie would make a much better politician than, than Cersei. And, I would, I would <laughs> and, he's not gonna, and, he, and he wouldn't make a very good politician, period. So, Right, right. Um, uh, but, I, I also got to say that uh, – I'm sorry. Did you have more to say about Marjorie? Um, yeah, there, there was one thing I wanted to say about that. Um, um, it was it was something to do with uh, – I, I lost my train of thought. Did you get uh, anything? Sure. Did you get anything significant out of that conversation? Or I, I really Besides didn't. Confess, other... confess. No. Oh no. yeah, I remember Why what I was going to remind say? us that she's there. I remember what I was going to say. Um, well, I was beginning to worry that maybe she's going to be converted, but she may not. Um, uh, was that Mike? Everything you say about Cersei's as a character, Benioff and Weiss uh, basically say all of that at the end of the um, HBO Go part because they talk about her and how. Um, she's, you know, all, you know, all those terrible things, but, but she still has some humanity in her. And you've been saying that from day one, which is interesting. A small sliver, tiny little bit of humanity. Right. Overwhelmed by waves and waves of black bitchiness. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that's true. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. She's a Lannister. Golden bitchiness. Yes. Golden bitchiness. Yeah. Yes, Speaking of true. Lannisters, uh, Jamie comes back uh, with Marcella, who's dead, uh, and Cersei's sad. Um, but I got to give Jamie credit because this is really like usually Jamie's the reasonable one. Cersei's like, ah, screw them all! I gotta fucking kill everybody, and he's like, no, 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 we can't do that. Well, let's come up with a plan, <laughs> and blah 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 blah. And this time. Cersei starts blaming herself for the death of all of her children, and Jamie's the one to go, no, fuck them, fuck everybody who's not us. <laughs> he literally said that. I was like, 
Whoa! Right. Well, okay, and then don't forget, Jimmy just went off the deep end. You forgot. We're, we're going to take forget. back everything they took from us, and we're going to get. We're going to take everything. We're going to you take for, it all. You, you forgot that um, uh, Cersei also mentions the the prophecy and how she. Oh, that's right. He says, "Fuck yeah. the prophecy. Fuck fate. Fuck everybody who's not us." That's right. Exactly. right. And, but then she also says that what Jamie said was prophecy. It's like, no, Jamie didn't say prophecy. He is not a witch. He didn't say <laughs> prophecy. He just made an informed guess. Okay. <laughs> what was the informed guess, Mike? On what? Or whatever it was that they're 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 going to come after us or they're going to come for us. And um, you know, at the same time, he did say we're going to get everything back. That's not a prophecy either. That's just wishful thinking. Talking. And I have a funny feeling. That no, they're not. Um, I, I just, I just have a feeling that 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 they're not that they're not going to come out well on this. That this is going to be this is the beginning of the end of the Lannisters, um, because I have a, I think they will get the sparrows, but it's I not think, the sparrows that they I, really need to worry about. I, I, I think there's going to be bloody war in the King's I, Landing, and that by the time somebody gets there to conquer it, they're going to be like, uh, I don't want it anymore. Um, I'm thinking that you're half right, Mike, because, yeah, obviously I cannot believe, based off of how usually these type of stories go, that the Lannisters will be on the Iron Throne at the end of the the show. However, I could see partial uh, part, part of them. I could see Cersei's getting wiped out eventually, but I could see maybe Jaime or someone related to the Lannisters come out and be on the right side. Oh, you mean like I don't know a short person? Well, I'm not. I'm not no, I'm not talking about T- Tyrion at all because I don't even consider him part of that storyline anymore. So I'm talking about the people. In, no, not even him. I'm I'm talking Jodrick. Uh, Stop. I'm talking. I'm talking Jamie. I'm I'm thinking Jamie. Yeah. Is going to come out. I may survive. And, and oh, be, I think he might because he's also the one that doesn't really give a flying fuck about his family. I mean, right. he does. He cares about Cersei. He cares about his children, but you don't get the sense that he really gives a damn about the whole Lannister legacy. And I'm a Lannister, and I'm sniff my ass because I'm a Lannister. You don't. He doesn't have right. that. At least well, this is my perspective well, of it. Well, technically, there's only three three true Lannisters left because Tyrion is. You know, he's already exiled, and it's, and it'd be hard to see him coming back um, unless Cersei's is gone. But it's really just Cersei's and Jaime, and then a peripheral character in in Kevin, and that's it. So they're really only a force, just for the fact that they happen to be related to the king on the throne. Yeah, yeah. But but there's a big there's a big wrench in the whole thing because obviously. Marcella's dead, and so Cersei's and Jamie are, are, are fucking furious, and so and yet they have to deal with these these scumbags called the Sparrows. So they they got some issues. Well, but the Sparrows had nothing to do with Marcella. So there's their 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 problems are going to be fighting a war on two fronts. That's and right. if I was okay. if and, and, and I hope they acknowledge this, and, and I'm sure they will, uh, in the next episode or, or shortly thereafter, that she's. Remember this: the prophecy is that she, all three of her children would would die with gold shrouds, and two of them are dead. One is still alive, so you know, I'm hoping that that she does something in some way or acknowledge that her concern over Tommen and or what they might do to make sure he doesn't die or try to protect him, because there it sounds like they're just throwing in the towel and going, well, two of them are dead. You know what? They're going to get the third. Let's move on. Um, I don't think that's going to be it either. So. Let, let, so that prophecy hasn't yet been completely fulfilled. Um, 
I have to give huge credit to Lena Headley uh, over her performance. Well, she's fantastic, she's seen, uh, no matter what. Though, yeah, but go well, on. she's always well, she's always fantastic. But you don't always get an opportunity to show, like the, when the she's chops. watching the boat coming in. Yes, yeah. and you see, and, she, and, you, and the change in her expression from happy to sad right. as she realizes that she's seeing her child in a gold, gold trout. I was just thinking that it was more, but it was it was a it was a subtle change. It wasn't a huge. Oh, I'm so happy! Here he is. <gasps> no, not Marcel. You know, they didn't oversell it, and it was. It's all done through very subtle facial expressions. Right. Um, that like, I, like to, first she sees Jamie and she's you know happy, yeah. and then they get a you know little what? closer and she sees what's behind him, and she's oh no. It's more, yeah, it's more of like a defeatist rather than a, a, a sadness. Right, but she also underplays it while still selling the emotion and the devastation, and and. You don't. Yep. It's we always like to recognize, you know, the big showy moments, like you know when, um, like Tyrion was uh, at you know, on trial. Uh, right. So and, we, and, we we all agree that that yes, oh, that's a fair point, Mike. Yeah, yeah. So the big showy to the screen versus these little moments that are actually as effective as the big chewy. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and I, I said the same thing with um, Ollie when he has to betray Jon Snow, and he, right before he kills him, you can see the whole like range of yeah, emotions true. on his face. Yeah, right um, after he stabs him too. Oh, and another great one too was was Stannis when when he's he's talking about how uh, let's set up the 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 artillery here and we'll invade tomorrow. And then his commander says, "Sir, we're not going to be invading tomorrow." And then he looks and he sees the the Boltons coming, and his his eyes just go. Oh. And that was another great expression. Of <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. So you're right, Mike. There's a lot of lot of these awesome acting moments that are always over. Shattered by you know the the trial scene, for example, or, or, or Tyrion screaming when he's rallying the troops at, at Blackwater, for example, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is is not to say that those aren't freaking awesome because they are. Yeah, but they're they're just the obvious pieces. Right, right, and that's why the, like the chicken scene is like my favorite <laughs> scene of the whole show. I mean, that scene was so awesome with the hound and the way he acts. I mean, it was just great. So awesome. Are you willing to die over that chicken? Somebody's going to die. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. That was the best line ever. I could watch that that whole scene over and over. And, and, it was and, pretty good. Oh, uh, it was damn good. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Anyway, um, sand snakes. Um, sand snakes. Yeah. So, oh, all right. I predicted last week when I said, "Do you think there's going to be like a civil war down there?" Because once they find out that Marcel is dead. And he, she disobeyed, you know, the, the prince or the uh-huh. or the or the whatever, whatever the steward or whatever you want to call him. Um, they could be a civil war if he they're not arrested right away. Well, and sure I, enough, it was a little no, different than we expected. I was going to say I wouldn't call that a civil war. It was more yeah. of a quiet. Uh, it was a coup, a, blo- a bloody coup. coup. Yes, yes, it was a quiet. Coup. Something that they could accomplish, by the way, by having withheld important information from the audience, which is that. Durant's people loathed him for how he was handling the situation. Right. So it was totally a surprise what happened because you're right. We had no idea that he was disliked. You're right. We right, and that's that's a matter of I have a feeling they said, you know what, this the storyline isn't exactly going as how we planned it. Um, we need to find some way to salvage it, and you know what, this is a way. 
Right. When and last week, this is the one thing I wasn't foreseeing. I was questioning: Would Duran let himself get manipulated into into Going war by political? Yeah into by political pressure the whole idea of <laughs> this is game of thrones if there's a political problem you solve it with the pointy end right right <laughs> you know that completely escaped me because obviously she knew she was going to get caught once right. um once the word arrived well, that what, what we was dead know is that the only people she had to deal with was the prince and his bodyguard and everybody right. else fucking hated him anyway so it wasn't a problem yeah, I, hoping, I was not expecting that at all. I, I assumed that she was either going to flee or she was going to convince him to fight. It was like they hoodwinked us, to be honest. Which yeah, is well, another reason fine. why this whole storyline sucks. Because well, they, well, maybe it'll whole, get better now. You know, even right, though it was, I, I, I will say, even though they hoodwinked us and it was cheap, it was still awesome. It was awesome. And I was, and, on, I was shocked too because I thought there was, he was well, going to be a big and character. And I got distracted for a second, uh, but correct me if I'm wrong. But the the uh, the prince, uh, the one that was betrothed to Marcella, got offed too, right? Yes, sure did. Yeah, okay. I did not expect that to happen. I thought he was going to win and kill the, the kill the two stands next. Well, I thought um, I, I misremembered. I had thought he was with the Lannisters. Right, that no. he went back because part of the deal was that he would be set, taking his place on the small council. I, I thought well, he, he was, was too. with the Lannisters. He was. He was still on the ship, uh, waiting in the harbor. And one of the sand snakes was on the boat with him. That's the thing. It was bizarre. How okay. did two, the two sand snakes get on the boat? They followed. Right, two they of must, the have, they must have followed him. They must have followed, or, or, or you know, after the fact. There's maybe like They're Indiana stealthy. Jones. They just tied themselves to the periscope. So. That I mean, so it was very bizarre, but um, that's exactly what happened. Was is that they followed and they killed him in the harbor because he was still on the boat in the harbor. Right, and I haven't really liked the Sand Snakes because of the way they've written them as these sort of catty. <laughs> I was going to say, if they give them bratty, better lines, they might be tolerable. Well, you know what? You know, I swear I, to God, I, if, we hear, if we hear anything else like "you want a bad girl, but you need a bad pussy," see, yeah, it's like, but, but, oh fuck, I, I, stop. I, 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 I would like to rephrase it, Mike. You call it that. That I, I call it that. They were trying to make them as like these cult pop characters. I think they wanted. They were trying to make them as like the characters that like eighteen year olds would go, "Yeah, that's awesome." Yeah, and it was just the bad lame. Guy. Yeah, it, it but I did. Fit. I did have to laugh when she kills. It, do, it doesn't the, fit in this in this show. You know, if this was a B movie or driving movie or a slasher from the eighties, it would work. But yeah, and it doesn't. It, it doesn't because of the the show type of show it is. But go on, Michael. Yeah, they have to they have to scale down their posturing. Although I did kind of enjoy when the one stabs the the prince in the back of the head. That worked. And, though, yeah. And, yeah, and that worked. And then, but then when the other one called her said, "Oh, you're such a greedy bitch for taking the for for, for getting the kill," I kind of laughed at that one. I have to admit. Yeah, right? that was okay. That was okay. Um, well, I'm, not, I'm just saying, well, I'm hoping this offers up a better storyline for them other than just being snarky bitches. Exactly. Um, that's, that, they, need to, they need to be more than just snarky bitches because that's getting really boring. So what, what, what is the point of the Sand Snakes still? Okay, so they overthrow we have to find out. The, the prince. <laughs> they, they overthrow Mr. Stewart or prince or whatever you want to call him. And now they're in power and they killed off Marcella and they kill off the prince's son, who is going to take over. They're declaring and, war on, on Westeros. They're declaring war on Westeros. Okay. And be, be, since all, because based, of, all because of Oberyn, basically. Right. 
And okay. and well, and, and beyond that was um, Oberyn's sister because the mountain. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. they killed and her, murdered her. <laughs> they and killed her children. Killed the children. In case, in case you'd miss them mentioning that again in this episode. Uh, <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. I did, uh, I did kind of laugh when she mentioned that, uh, that, uh, they let Oberon get killed by the mountain. Uh, she was there. She should know better than that. Uh, <laughs> Oberon, Oberon got douche, himself yeah. killed by the mountain because he was doing his Inigo Montoya impression instead of fucking stabbing him in the heart. I was doing his yeah. little flip arounds and yeah, and I have a feeling and this is I don't remember everything they've said about Dorne besides the the women are beautiful and um but I mean Dorne they're is, okay, but I still think but the Dorne women is loosely but Dorne, yeah, Dorne is loosely modeled off of off off of Spain. Okay. Or, or, remember, or, or or Italy or Portugal or something like that. Right, yeah. but we remember or, that, or you know, even, that this, yeah, yeah. Spain well but that's Anyway, the Spain, uh, that's one of the reasons people were a little bit offended by, like, the girl with the bullwhip as a Spanish stereotype and other things. Anyway. Um, oh, I, oh, I see. I, I didn't get any of that. Okay. But, but the I Spanish yeah. – but the Spanish – it wasn't something I picked up, but just reading comments afterwards. But we know that Spain had a had a pretty kick-ass uh, armada, right? Well, right. to be honest, yeah. I, would, I, I would say the friggin' um, – um, the people that Daenerys that captured Daenerys are more stereotypes of, of like Middle Easterners than than these people. Well, are. But, believe me, there there are people who've complained about stereotypes on pretty much almost everything. That that's besides my point being that the Spain, Spanish had an armada, which means they had ships. And do we have somebody currently at war with Westeros who's going to be needing ships? Daenerys, Daenerys, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a fair so, point. So, so this is where I'm seeing. You know, maybe a convergence of storyline there. You also, we know, Stannis got the ships from. But you uh, know what, though, that's bad Palos. though, because I can't believe the nearest. Well, maybe I can. Would would join up with murdering bitches? Well, that's what I don't know, and we don't know what she knows about that. But allies are what allies are, and we think there was a conversation last season. The enemy of my say, enemy is my friend. That's they right. do like ask, the Soviet Union do, in World War Two, right? Right, where they say. Where I think it's Tyrion who's going through the list of all the people. He's like, who's going to, to side with you when you get there? And one of the ones he says, well, maybe, um, Dorn. maybe Dorn. Right. So but that was said, one of the ones. But then she says she's breaking the wheel. There ain't going to be any families. Yeah. Well, she can't break the wheel until she gets to the wheel. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> so she may she may think that she's just using them. For whatever they for for her own ends, but that that's just one possibility. And the other possibility is that she could get ships from um, from what's left over of Stannis's army, which were from Bravos, right? Um, or yeah, the two together, because yeah, yeah. you might just see a, you know a three way united front coming to kick Lannister ass, right? Which I don't even think it matters, right? Because Lannisters are, are all the whole whole castly rock. I don't even think is a, is any more of a factor. Than, or, or I should say, King's Landing is any more a factor than any of these other armies at this point because they're just a, a joke. I think, well, I, I think mean, about the army. Uh, the family is certainly a joke, but I, I believe the king's existence. Yeah, maybe you're right. You're maybe right. Although they will have been weakened, but they did just win a war, and you know they probably aren't. They're, so they're not going to be in the best of shape to fight. You know, a a, a three pronged assault. Um. 
Well, this is what I'm guessing is is that Arya, Arya is coming back to kill Cersei's because she's on the list, and that will knock out the Lannisters. And then Baelish is going to do something nasty too, to, and that's going to wipe them out. And then there's just going to be this sinkhole where there has to be a vacuum, <laughs> and all these all these three armies are all going to come together. And the question is, will they fight each other? Or not, and then the, then of course the White Walkers are coming. So it's I, like, I am I am actually fascinated to see what Baelish is going to do. It could go any right. direction. Well, because he's again he's the, the the master motivator in the Westeros story, but he's he's so behind the scenes, nobody really suspects him. Right. So he could very well be the last one standing and still manage to, you know, sort of sneak his way into the survivors' cause. He could just keep I think going only, for a while. The only person that knows. That he started the whole thing, I think, is Sansa because he told her, and that may be his weakness because he's so you know infatuated right. with her. But you never know; maybe she'll take him on her side, or maybe he'll kill her. It's possible too. So yeah, it's it's he's he's going to be a wild card, and we'll see how he plays out. Um, but yeah, so this was really the only thing: this and the old woman, the red woman. Those are the only two things I really didn't quite see coming and these are the ones that have a larger implication where it's coming everything else like we said but we know where Ari is going we know where um danny's going and on and on and on so it's really just the the dorn storyline and the red woman were the only two surprises for me in the episode not that they were badly executed not that i didn't enjoy the conversation about the white pussy hair um yeah but we all knew we all knew that somehow those other storylines were going to get to that point Right, everything, all this, all those storylines took baby steps forward, and that was really what this episode was: was baby steps. And you know, next week, if the previews were believed, Here's... more yeah, might happen. Ahead. Yeah, what's it called? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't either. see the title. I believe what's going to happen next week is that the uh, the Sansa story will move forward a little bit. I don't know if she'll make it all the way to the wall. I. Uh, We'll figure out what Davos and, and the cronies decide to do. And uh, we'll get Danny getting taken to the temple, or maybe not if her dragon decides to show up. And we'll get uh, the beginning of Cersei's uh, reign of wrath, uh, either against the sparrows or the sand snakes, or maybe both. Who knows? Maybe just she completely just loses it and orders armor to kill everybody. I think you have to get your own house in order first. So I have a feeling that she'll be going with the the sparrow before she goes to Dorne. Uh, you could be right. Who's that? San, uh, uh, not Sansa. Sir- Cersei. 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 Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to take it. I think the the, sir, the that storyline, the sparrow storyline, is going to happen next. Now the question is: Will the sparrow storyline was that just a a bump in the road or? Are they really a force? In other words, are they or, because if if they're taken out by episode four, it's like okay, that was interesting. <laughs> you know, the, you know well, saying? we see we see in the preview that Jamie confronts the High Sparrow, and the High Sparrow right. makes a comment, "Oh, you're going to spill blood in this holy house," and that's pretty much been the shield of the High Sparrow is public opinion. Right. And once you get to the point where Jamie and Doesn't Cersei care. Don't, doesn't care about public opinion. That's right. Then they, they, well, they and, and the, this shows that the, the sparrow is now um, has arrogance too. Oh, he's always had he arrogance. Goes, 
Yeah, but now it's like, oh, you're gonna do, you're gonna take me out, and I could see Jamie just pulling a Indiana Jones and shooting him type of thing. You know what I'm saying? That or right, that but that's happen. that's the only shield he has. He's got to play that card, right? So, um, and the the uh, uh, the militant faith militant or whatever they were called, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I you know with uh, cousin Lancel, no, yep. yeah, Lancel. yeah, Lancel Lannister. Yeah. Um, they're going to be mincemeat against the trained army. Oh, for sure, because. Because they're wearing robes and have right, and they're irregular. They're irregular. They're irregular. Basically, it's, it's basically right. so the, you just give a criminal a gun and against anybody, and it's like okay, he has a gun, so we got to start. We can't do anything. Yeah, so the they're question, a volunteer army versus a trained king's force. Yeah. Right. So the question is, what's going to happen? Not if they not you know, when they confront the high sparrows, but what's going to happen after? Because the high sparrow and all of his mm-hmm. sparrowlings will. Oh, <laughs> They're all dead because they're, all, they're, they're done, the, right? They're, the, they're, the they're going to be. And let me, let me just interject here, Mike. The reason they're done is because unlike Kevin Lannister, who, who's doing who knows what, and Tommen, who who's, doesn't is, is this chicken, Jamie's a warrior, and he's going to go, you know what? We, we just take him out. You just, you just kill him. And well, so they're I all done. Wasn't Kevin trying to advise Cersei against her original course of action? And really, if she'd listened to him, the sparrows wouldn't have come to power? Yeah. So maybe Kevin, will, maybe Kevin will be on board. Okay, if Lannister's listened to advice, Ned Stark would be alive, and this would have been a much shorter show. <laughs> true, true. Um, if, if that was actually Ned Stark, it might have been a faceless man. <laughs> yes. That's my theory. I'm sticking with it. Well, I don't, I don't think they're going to... Um, I don't think... Uh, Ned Stark, would, they would have listened to him, but they would they would have they wouldn't have killed him, and they would have just let him go to the wall, because they had to right, get rid but, of him because he knew the secret. I just can't believe that Ned let himself get raped by Ramsay that many times. <laughs> Ned, Ned? Yeah. the whole Sansa's really Ned Stark he's, he's, is a faceless he's man. Wearing the, he's wearing the Sansa face. Yeah, what? it was the thing he said earlier. Uh, I, to call I, back to oh, never mind. You missed my whole computer's conspiracy yeah. theory. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So, um, right, uh, but the whole thing is that there wouldn't have been a war if not for them executing Ned. So, so the point of the sparrows were was simply the fact that um, to weaken the Lannisters. I guess that was the whole storyline for the for the sparrows. I guess because well, they're going to be wiped and out. So, right? and and to show uh, the extent of Cersei's arrogance. Uh, because really she thought that she could uh, bring this religion, religious faction to power with no consequence to herself, and she was absolutely wrong. There was that. It was to push the further, I think, the brotherfucker storyline, um, because it's something that once it was revealed in, was it season two? Uh, where they sent the sparrows out, saying everybody, you know, TMZ style, that the Lannisters have been fornicating so everyone's been been whispering about it and it comes up and everyone giggles about it behind their back and right but it's never been direct that now it's out there right because she she got publicly outed by the church as a brother fucker well no that's not true that's not what she confessed to she convinced to sleeping with lancel she did not confess to sleeping with Jamie. okay right but so she, she, no, she, she, she did she just she did get outed as being incestuous but not with her brother did you did you did you pay attention to the comments that were made while she was walking through the streets? Yeah, but you know, uh, what? I don't. I don't. 
I don't think it matters. Dude, the, 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 one of the most frequent comments was "brother fucker." Okay, but I don't. I, I don't think so. it. Ma- I don't think it matters though, right? Because because once they wipe out these scumbags and they, they they're in control again, okay. There's always going to be whispers and all that crap. But yes, there always will be. But I don't think it will af- affect their ability any more their ability than prior. You know, I mean, I don't know. That's that's. What it I depends think. on if the people get some balls and rebel. Yeah right. Well, or somebody. Yeah, some some what, some guy like a you know a hired hand. What, what was a uh, uh, Jamie's partner there in crime? What's his name? Braun. Yeah, someone like a Braun, not Braun himself, but someone that's a a warrior like Braun that has no allegiance can somehow rally people. That could possibly happen. I could see something like that, like a new character appearing that says enough's enough, and then you know do something like that. But it who knows? could be could be Pitchfork Day in King's Landing. Yeah. And and Braun ends up on the Iron Throne. <laughs> I would be completely on board with that. Yeah, I would it won't have... last long, but man, it would be fun for a couple of weeks. <laughs> well, why wouldn't it last long? He's the man. He's the dude. He would, I'm sure he... he would make a mistake pretty quickly. I, I don't. I don't think he could govern well, and I don't Actually, think he would take I... advice well. Oh, really? I think. I think he could. He could. Uh bring the correct people around him like you know Tarians and and people like that around him. He's a great oh, man I think, of action I think but he, I don't think he's a leader. I think he would be like uh Robert Baratheon plus uh, you know maybe times 2. Um is that he would be far too in, involved in his whores and his alcohol to actually run the kingdom effectively. Um although he might have effective advisors I just I just think at some point someone's going to go you know what? Just stab him and, and put would Lancel it, in his place. I don't would care. Would it be ironic if he made Jamie the hand of the king? <laughs> well, he can be the hand. He just can't be the hands. <laughs> oh, good luck. These are, they're sorry. Those are awful jokes. I'm sorry, Phil. That's right. That's right. Um, hold on. That's okay. I'm not sorry either. Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, any any further things uh, I wanted to bring up? Uh, I assume they're going to go to Bran next week, and I assume they're going to go to Baelish, because they they usually do when they don't have a character for a week, they'll go back to him. And we, and we didn't have, and we didn't see Sam and Gilly, which, but they may be out for a while because they're just traveling to, to Meister University. Gonna, yeah. Well, <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, I, I, I don't think uh, Sam and Gilly, they may be gone for the whole season. I don't think they're not a significant character. It, it, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me to see him gone and then he'll suddenly show up in, 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 in the, chains, right? In Meister robes and chains somewhere yeah, in he, season he could seven. Be benched for season six. Yeah, I could see that happen because, I mean, they benched the other stock brother, right? Yeah, yeah but it's hard the brand storyline better fucking pay off something soon because I'm so goddamn sick of it. But but I mean the Odor. other Stark brother. I'm talking about the other Stark brother, the the youngest huh? one, the youngest one. They, oh, they, he's been gone. Yeah, he's been gone for two seasons. <laughs> you know? He's still Rickon, with Brand. He's still with Brand theoretically, isn't he? Rickon is like the other Cunningham brother from Happy Days. They just sent him upstairs and no, forgot no, he, he existed. No, he's with uh, that hot chick uh, owner, the wildling chick that became part of the the stock right uh, oh household. uh osha yeah osha yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. She, he's with her yeah so they, that's where where she and he maybe is. they just decided to write him out of the show because it was just too much trouble to deal with it yeah yeah well they can now cast a a someone that that they can 
you know, that can be a real actor now because he's older now. So who knows? Well, I would like it if they would tell us when they recast characters because I got it when they recasted um, The Mountain because there are only so many 10 feet tall bearded men on the show. Um, but like when they, they, they've recast, um, a couple of the guy that, hmm? Uh, when they recast Danny's boy toy, I was like, oh wait, that's supposed to be the same character because they didn't look anything alike. Right. You know, it's like, could you have pointed out to us that that was who that was supposed to be? Well, it was just like when they switched, uh, oh fuck, um, I Dream of Genie. Or was it Bewitched? It was Bewitched. Bewitched, right, they changed yeah, Darren's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they kind of called him, I mean, that was Darren. It was a name that we were familiar with, and there were only so many Darrens on the show. Well, right. and they they changed uh, uh, Denarian Naros, or whatever his name is, the the guy that... Dario, that, uh, yeah. Dario, yeah. I mean, Dario Argentus, or whatever his name is, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, they, and, they, and they changed uh, the mountain three times, too. Right. Um, so yeah, just just the, don't don't do that, please. Just cast right the first time. Yeah, well, I don't kinda, even uh, think it's a matter of casting right. I think it's a matter of they cast somebody and then that actor gets another job. Uh, I think with with Dario, they 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 basically wanted somebody else. Oh, okay, was my understanding. Enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they claimed that the other guy was getting a lead role in in one of those. Uh, Jason Stratham films, and he did, but I think that was just a thing to to get rid of him. I, I mean, they used that as an excuse. Yeah, but she was younger. That's a little different. The girl, you know, a child actress can look completely different when they're older. So let's just replace her with someone that we wanted to look like. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I think you're right about uh, the Naharis guy or whatever his name is, Mike. Um, all right. So uh, any anything else? Or are, we, are we good? Good. I think I think we're just looking forward to next week when someone will say Hodor. Uh, well, yeah, and I'll be curious to see when the next time we see any of the the White Walkers too, um, because they they obviously were left out this this episode as well. Well, they tend to leave those until they they need those. You know, it's like they don't yeah. usually just put them in yeah. for no reason. You right, because, be they, the because they're not they're not doing a, they're not following them as a storyline. They just appear. But anyway, go on, Eric. You know, what would be the best is how HBO does their little descriptions of the show each week. I mm-hmm. wish they would come out with one that just said Hodor, 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 Hodor. Hodor. Um, next week's actually called. Uh, speaking of names, uh, it's called Home. H O M E. So uh, I'm not sure what that will reference, but it could mean. Um, a few things, but I don't know what. It could mean a few things. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we go. I just found an article Phil's almost guaranteed to take it, uh, issue with. <laughs> it, it's the article's called "The Ten Hottest Babes of Game of Thrones." Oh boy. I yeah. I, 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 I okay. I'm gonna I'm well, gonna have and, to say. And, and, unless the witch and Sons are at the top, it's not gonna meet Phil's standards. Nope. Um. I don't know. It depends. So there's, there's, so there's a few of them that are, are as good as those, but I mean, I, I have favorites, but they're all generally around the same level of, of hotness. Now, does this episode hurt uh, hurt the Red Witch's standing? It, it's like no, no, not at all, because she puts the amulet on. She's and, and still the actress is still the same. Phil doesn't Carrie care Von as Huden. long as she's got the amulet on. <laughs> uh, they, uh, Carrie Von, uh, Von Huden is is good looking. You know, I mean, we all know who she is. Um, but you know, it's like comparing uh, Kira Knightley and Scarlett Johansson. They both they were completely different looking, but 
you may prefer one over the other, but they're both equal in 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 hotness. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, so so yeah, I may prefer Sansa or uh, or um, uh, the way the Red Witch or something, but but you know, Cersei's is right there, Marjorie's right there. Yeah. So yeah, it's all good. I have no comment because you know I'm right. Well, no, anyway, if you're interested no, in reading that's that article not it at all. <laughs> Was that Mike? I said anyway. If you're interested in reading that article, that'll be posted on the Dark Discussions uh, Facebook page. Okay, that sounds good. I'll check it out. The top ten hottest chicks on uh, Game of Thrones. Excellent. I wonder if they're they're going to throw in like peripheral characters too, or they are they're all going to be um, the leads. I'd be curious to see that. Um, anyway, uh, all right. So let's uh, wrap it up. Uh, so that's uh, episode one, season six. Uh, we'll we'll do episode two, season. Six next week, which will, is titled Home. Uh, this was called Red Woman. Um, and then after that, it's Oath, Oath Breaker, I think, or Oath Keeper or something. I don't know, Oath something. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah, They're yeah. complete opposites, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and uh, uh, and so forth. So, uh, all right, so I guess uh, we'll wrap it up. So, uh, Eric, why don't you lead us out? All right, thanks for coming in to uh, listen to us talk about the first episode of Season 6. Come back next week. We'll be talking about episode two. And until then, stay safe because the night is dark and full of terrors. (laughs) 